Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Stawinski. And I'm Bartek, who giggles. Giggly Bartek and non-giggly Ryan, because I'm deadly serious what I'm about to tell you right now. This is this is not a joke, okay? We are Spit and Polish. Why? Here's the not joke. Because we are both Polish. And that's it. Like, I'm not... Yes, and we spit... And we spit when we speak because saliva is what makes you speak. You know, it's that lips and the tongue, you know, that's you got to work it together. You know, you really got to work the mouth action for the words to come out. And that's not that serious. And what do we do? We have a show, you know, a podcast, you know. Seriously? Seriously. I mean, giggly? (laughs) No, we have a podcast called Unappreciated Masterpieces that we present. And what do we do on this on this podcast? Yeah, good question. Here's the answer. What do we do on the podcast, sir? Here's the pop quiz. What do we do? Here's the answer to that pop quiz. We do feature-length commentaries for movies that seemingly don't deserve them. But that's where you, specifically you, are wrong. Because these movies do deserve to be talked about. Someone had an artistic vision, and they wanted to share that with the world. They were brave enough to write a script... And send that off to a studio. Send that off to an executive, to their agent. And then it got made. People were hired for the production. Actor, director, cinematographer. More actors. More actors. Lighting. A crew made sets. And we, the audience, just didn't love it. But we didn't hate them either. The thing is, we don't choose those movies that are recognized for being loathed and detested so much. These are the movies that are just kind of... uh. Swept under the rug. They're not in anyone's top 10 hated list, not in their top 10 loved. And that's just depressing. And we, on this show, talk about them in depth. Yeah, that's right. We want to get to the meanings, the minutiae, the what it is that the artist and artists involved were trying to communicate in their piece of work. Isn't that right, Bartek? Yes. You are correct, sir. I'll allow you to say that. Thank you. Call me sir. Bartek. Bartek is me. We're going to be covering the film today. And this month we're in, you know, filming this... uh, Filming. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) We're recording, right? It's all the same to me. We are recording this in October. I'm filming you. You don't know it. Oh, shit. You don't see that keyhole over there? Uh, it's I mean, actually a camera. Oh, well, I was With actually... a man masturbating. Well, I was looking it. at your laptop and there All is... woman. I don't want to judge. Well, you see, Ryan, your laptop has like a webcam thing at the top. So That's that's for me oh. to masturbate later. Okay. <laughs> so It's aimed right at you, though. So I'm not joking me. around, okay, Bartek? What is... What we're doing right now is this is October, yeah? It's yes. spooky month. It's Libra or, time. We really should come up with a name for this month. Like, I always keep calling it spooky, scary horror. Like, Because <laughs> I don't want to nail it down to just be called horror month. Because the movies that we cover aren't necessarily going to just be horror month. You've mainly been going with spooky. This spooky, month. which doesn't help either because we haven't covered any ghost movies. Which you associate spooky with. And yes. Supernatural. We've done Supernatural last time. But we're covering the darker toned movies. Movies that explore the darker nature of man, of the world. Barzak, what is the dark movie that we're going to be embroiling ourselves in in this episode? For those who obviously can't read the title. We started 
spooky month, October month, scary month. October month, that's a good one. Um, as opposed to May month and stuff like that. The movie that we're covering today covers a different dark side. This <gasps> one isn't a monster-related The one film. from DC? What? Dark side is a villain from DC Comics. Are we covering him? Dark side's probably a million things. No, it's just that one. Like the corner of a room where the light don't shine. That, that sounds like a song you're going to break into there. <laughs> like the corner of the room where the sun don't shine. And then like you hear like a tambourine gently in the background and then you broke out. Tambourine? That's mm. an instrument, not an orange. I can see it now. But Ryan, <laughs> I need to get to what I was saying before. I'll allow it. The movie that we are covering for October month part three is another dark side of cinema. It is not a monster film <gasps> like with the zombies or the sleepwalkers. It is something more related to the scariest institutions of the world. A oh. school. <gasps> school? For those people Whoa. listening, I, I said school, not ghoul. <laughs> Ghouls are monsters. I said they're no monsters. To be honest, I, I don't see the difference. You know, school, ghoul, they're all a scary institution. You're going to wake up in the morning and be like, I'm late for ghoul. <laughs> I'm late for ghoul. And the film that we are covering today is one of the seven deadly sins of schools. Ghouls. But- <laughs> Sorry. One of the sins is just ghouls. Okay, yes. It's the second of the seven deadly <laughs> sins of school. Vagari. Oh, wait, say it again. It's the second of the seven deadly sins of school, Vagari. Okay, now, I'm imagining he's speaking Polish, but... Seven deadly sins of school is in English. I heard <laughs> what he just said. Vagari. And it sounds like we're watching Viagra, the movie. My favourite type of movie. Last week we did, what was it, Lunatitsy? That was the <laughs> Polish name for sleepwalkers. Lunatitsy, yeah. Yeah, Lunatitsy. Tits in space. And now we're doing Viagra. It was tits on the moon, Ryan. Get it tits right. On, <laughs> tits on the moon in space. You know, and, and now we're doing Viagra. Oh, boy. But what does Viagra mean in Polish? Well, Ryan, you're probably thinking of the third set of the seven deadly sins of school, <laughs> which is oh, where you have function? sex at school. Oh, no. But no, no, no. We're doing the second one, Viagra, which translates to truancy, but the film is actually called... Cutting Class. Cutting Class from 1989? Yeah. With Brad Pitt? I mean, and... And the principal from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? And Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Fuck me, this is going to be exciting. It's notable to point out... Or it's, it's... We should point out the notable thing that before we have done this episode... There was an unfortunate ghoul accident. Oh, I'm not talking about... <laughs> we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But I, I was going to point out... I was going to point out the fact that... um, The earliest film that we had done for the show before this episode... Was, uh, I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I think it might be Surf Ninjas. No, Nothing But Trouble, no, maybe. Nothing But Trouble? That was like 1992? Or maybe Oscar. Oscar was 91. Oscar! I think yeah, it's Oscar. Maybe Oscar. Or Three Ninjas. It's one. Of, it's one of the ones that we mentioned. But this is our first time entering the eighties. Yes, it? this is eighty nine. <gasps> I love the eight. I mean, I like everyone else in the world loves the nineteen eighties. 
I mean, I would be a freak if I did not love the retrospective look of the 1980s. There was nothing wrong with the 1980s. It was not a time of Reagan-era corporate sleaze where AIDS was a giant epidemic killing killing people. No, no, it was hoverboards and and Marty McFly was on the big screen and... Disclaimer, Ryan Slowinski and Bartek Kaspersheik were born in 1993. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I love the 80s, you know, it's... Steven Spielberg made movies then. I'm like now, you know, like oh, times were simpler then. There were there was no a... bad aspects. Well, actually, there was that ghoul infestation. Well, that's what I was wanted to get to. There was ghoul infestation in 1989, and that ghoul infestation made a film called Cutting Class. We have a guest today. I asked this guest, I want you to come on the show for the film Cutting Class now. It's not a question, but, you know. <laughs> now, hold on. Hold on, I'm getting to the question. Ooh. Would you like to come on for it? Th- that's a question! Now, hold on. Now, here's, here's actually the best part. I actually originally stated, hey, do you want to come on for the podcast? The guest replied with, are you going to let me know what movie first? <laughs> like, that's not going to be an option. <laughs> and then I said, cutting, do you, cutting class, I just said, you know, we need you for this. You know, this is a movie... That has Brad Pitt in a slasher whodunit murder mystery set in high school. And they reply with, that's my kind of shit. You said it was terrible. Uh, 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 I didn't say it was terrible. But like good terrible. No, I never said that in a message. But thank you, guest. Hold on. I'm setting up the scene. So I had the guest organized. They've just spoken. They didn't get to watch this film before we started recording this episode. And it's because, unfortunately, they were working at... An agency for ghouls. And they found out that she was not a ghoul. And they're like, sorry, non-ghoul lady. We have to let you go because you are, in fact, not a ghoul. We only hire ghouls at Ghoul Academy. I mean, that's probably the most inventive way to say I got fired yesterday. From being a ghoul. And I got got pissed in the middle of the day. (laughs) And she got pissed in the middle of the day and forgot to watch this movie because, you know, being drunk... Hold on. Being drunk, it's only one guess that could it be <laughs> just just wine mum truin. I have never Disclaimer, actually... she's not a mum. <laughs> no I, one should I allow her to children. have kids. No one should allow her to have kids. I distill children when I'm drunk, that's why. That's Steal children or distill children? <laughs> like she opens up her own brewery of children. It's like I'm distilling children right now. It's my favorite beer. But you're a wine person, mm-hmm. and Jess, you're going to be w- going through the journey like the audience. Were you about to say whining? <laughs> I was, like, waiting for that. <laughs> you're whining. <laughs> you're going to go through the journey with us of watching and okay. learning about what cutting class is, because I imagine a lot of people listening right now, if there are any, which I imagine there are, it's going to be me in four months' time. Cutting class is not known f- to everyone. It's a very underground, unappreciated masterpiece, I would say. It's very underground, you know. It's underneath the ghouls level of ground, and that's pretty low down. The ghouls live underground, so it's even under their ground. It's Did like, I? what I'm saying is this film's the core of the earth. Where did ghouls live? Under, I literally just stated do underground. They? Do they know? You worked for them, of course you know. Didn't you really notice that when you took the elevator to work, it went down underground. Right, be fair, it was dark. You couldn't actually yeah. tell if you were going down or up or left or right. Remember so, that time yeah. I literally forgot the place that I live for? 
Like, live yeah. for? Like, I forgot the place I lived for. And that was the Ghoul Academy I underground. Lived here for every year. I I love that Ghoul Academy. No, we're gonna we're gonna get this started, right? So get your copy, because I imagine everyone has a copy of this 1989 film classic cutting class. It's Despite on, what you said just before, yes. Hey, don't <laughs> underestimate them, alright? They they see they heard me say the name and they're like I fucking own it now like if he's doing if they're doing this with wine mum truin I've got to own a copy of this legally <laughs> so get your copy ready because we're going to start this you're going to press play when I say play so you're synced up with us watching this along with us I'm going to give a countdown and like you just said we're going to do it three two one play so this is a film now we already heard Jess's backstory with this film Bartek, yes. what's your history with April Films' classic cutting class? Well, Bartek, very smart boy. He go to university for education. And Was Bartek, it a ghoul one? No ghoul university. No ghoul university, university for good That's boys. That's where I messed up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Bartek do assignment, final assignment of year, an assignment it killing Bartek. Very smart boy, but it killing him. Are you getting more Polish as we're going to do this episode? <laughs> And then, yeah, skonshuem assignment. I finished the assignment, and I said, "Wow, my 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 end of year break has officially begun." Instantly, I started this movie, which you had never seen. Trent, hmm? which you hadn't seen before. No, never seen it before. I just knew that it was Brad Pitt's first ever film. I started the film, and I'm like. Yes, I am now transitioning into I'm my in. holiday mode. I'm in a good place. I'm going to enjoy this film. And Bartek, very enjoy film after watching. Now, and during, too. I know this film as well. I also studied at a university for non ghouls. Okay. Jess. And I heard about this film from a YouTube channel called Fanboy Flicks, and he did a review for it. It was called Brad Pitt's Worst Ever Film. <laughs> you were immediately Gr- like, And I was yes. like, I need to know what... And all the thumbnail was, was this chick bending down. Which, Jess, spoiler alert, you see this chick's underpants a lot. Like, this is how we first lot, meet lot her. A lot of panty shots. A lot of panty shots. We first meet her in this kind of skimpy outfit. Like, just in a shirt, and her dad's like... What are you doing, baby? And she's like clearly trying not to let my like underpants up to the world. And they have a five minute conversation outside. Mm. But I knew about it from this channel, and they 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 described and reviewed it in a hilarious way. And I was like, man, I, I want to see it myself. And then I thought, let's just do it for the podcast. You, you know? wanted to see it yourself, just to grab the essence of it and show that YouTuber that this is an unappreciated masterpiece, masterpiece that deserves respect. Brad Pitt's worst film? More like Brad Pitt's best film. <laughs> he is so good in this. we got to play that back. Worst film? Best film. No, it was going to be like... Ghouls? <laughs> <laughs> Where do they live? Underground. I just said this. I thought I lived in trees. <laughs> those, are, those are birds. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you thought ghouls lived in trees? They don't have wings. I've always thought of them as living in abandoned like buildings. Yeah. Yeah, but like you oh, can also trees. believe them living underground, but not trees. Well, wait, 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 hold on. Did you, you, did, you did, did he just say abandoned buildings? Yeah. I started talking to her. I heard her say 
like trees. <laughs> Old trees. Abandoned buildings. You nailed it. Nailed this down, Jess. So let's let's hold on. Let's negotiate. Abandoned tree houses. Okay, okay, now now I'll allow that, but she didn't mention houses. She just said trees. That's why it's a negotiation. I'm going to negotiate back on this, which is, this is the greatest film ever made. <sighs> and I'm just, you're new to this, you didn't watch it. I'm going to tell you what it's about. Quick summary of the film. This man here, the principal from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and also the gay guy from Roseanne, um, he's the father of our her- heroine. Not the drug, like, female hero. Yeah. Panty shot girl. Panty shot girl. Penny shot, shot Girl has her dad, and her dad's the, the DA of the town. That stands for district attorney. Yeah, yeah, I went to them. And, um, yeah, you went to ghoul school, <laughs> so you don't even know if they're on the ground or not. Don't talk to me. And then he's You're going on a hunting... Hold on. He's going on a hunting trip for a week. Now, this is the thing that really clinches it. He's oh. not a good hunter, but he's a good lawyer. And everyone says to him... When I say everyone, literally one person, his daughter, says, You're a bad hunter... And he's like, hey, hey. And he sets up the plot. He goes, I'm going to be away for a week. There's I want you. I, there's three things I want to happen, right? There's three rules. Rule number one. Rules not to break. I think rules not to break. Yeah. Um, study. You got to do your studies. I want you to study. Number two. Boring. No boys. Over. Right? And number three. Don't cut class. <laughs> okay. And the movie sets up from there. Obviously, these rules are going to be broken or bent and screwed around with. Obviously. And what happens is there's a slasher killer out there. There's someone out there in this school, in this area that's killing people. So we're now meeting him, this person, for the first time. They're going to shoot the dad here with an arrow. But you're thinking, oh, the dad, right? Clearly going to be dead. He's the first victim. He gets shot, Jess, in the chest. But here's where the movie says no. He spends a whole week, because this movie takes place in a week, crawling around, trying to crawl back home. What? And trying to get people's attention and failing. And failing. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile... Is this a comedy? Kinda isn't. His character arc is, though. Okay. Brad Pitt is the boyfriend. The jock schooler basketball hero who's got bad grades. That's very important, Jess. He has bad grades. He plays the dumbass jock for and a while, doesn't he? he has good hair, and he's a bad driver. But he's good at basketball. He's a jerk boyfriend who wants to have sex with uh, heroin, but she doesn't want to have sex. Okay. She, she wants to abide by her dad's rules. She's a real bookworm. Like, she doesn't want to break the rules, but the murdering situation happens, and that kind of spins everything out of control, Jess. And then, you'll love this, and you, the audience, should love this too. Meanwhile, oddly enough, at the same time that the killings start happening, a couple of days beforehand, a young man gets released from a mental institution that he had to be in for accidentally or possibly on purpose killing his own father by cutting the brake lines to his car. The newspaper we saw before had a little headline about it. And then people start dying when this guy gets into the school. And the whole mystery is, is this psycho kid, who's this young gentleman here with the Frankenstein coat... His only outfit. His only outfit. Oh, he gets a tie Oh, he's kind of cute, but no, he's... Hold on to that, Jess. That is kind of cute. Now, is he the killer? Or are people just making perceptions on his back... On, like, his background, making whoever it is to be believed... To make you believe that he is, in fact, the killer? Jess, 
It could be anyone. It could be that teacher there who, spoiler alert, lives in this movie. Like, every teacher that we know dies, basically. So we meet, like, several art te- We meet an art teacher, Jess, who gets shoved into a kiln. A kiln? We're good, everyone. The film is still here with us, emotionally bonded. And that's the film, Jess. It's who's the killer? Could it be Brad Pitt? Could it be the psycho kid? Could it be the principal of the school? Because at no point does the school get shut down when killings start happening on school grounds. I mean, it's America. It's America. America. (laughs) I mean, here they would, but I'd be like, oh, it's just another day. It's just another mass shooting at the school. Just another good day in my country. (laughs) Protecting our rights. Bartek, it's a pretty interesting concept, isn't it? Absolutely. What what they lay out here in the film. You know, they call it a murder mystery. Or a whodunit. Or a whodunit. A whodunit murder mystery. All right. Oh, look, he's wearing a different outfit. He's so wearing... I was wrong. You were wrong. Um, you should apologize. To Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, I'm so sorry. I'm such a privileged, uh, famous actor, and you just have this film... To your name and it's unappreciated and I was very arrogant and I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's you right. deserve many nominations for an Oscar. He really does. He's had like five, I think. And he never won it. You know, people complain, you know, about Jake Gyllenhaal not getting him. What about Brad Pitt? And Jonah Hill. And Adam Sandler. No. You, 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 go let me go let me be dramatic about this. And this young gentleman here, which is I'm pointing to the gym teacher, <laughs> <laughs> who is Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's a young Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine Nine. He looks pretty much the same, except for like, he's got a color in his hair. Yeah, it's like thirty years ago, but he hasn't. Thirty years ago, wow. Nineteen eighty nine was thirty years ago. What almost. A, almost. Like 28, actually. Hey, Psycho Kid has tassels on his bike. It's <laughs> a sensitive song. And he's having a lollipop. <laughs> Many times in this film, we see the Psycho Kid on a bike, this bike with tassels, and you just go, oh, he can't be the bad guy because he's riding a kid's bike. Maybe he killed the kid and took his bike. Well, maybe, Jess. You know. So, Did I just work out the ending? Yeah, that's the ending. Like, he's not the murderer, but he did kill a kid for a bike, oddly enough, coincidentally. (laughs) You figured it out. Now, Jazz, for the sake of you, the ignorant one of the group, it's because Jess is ignorant. You know, that's why I'm calling you the ignorant one of the group. You're just saying because I didn't watch the movie before. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That and you're just an idiot and who's ignorant. (gasps) I can leave. Oh, yes, (laughs) and she's great, you know, like... Ryan, you said some bad words on this show. I think it's time to reveal the spoiler of who the killer is. No! Jess. Don't ruin it! <laughs> Don't ruin it! No! Well, we should have Jess guess first. Oh, yeah, Jess, could you guess? Uh, I'll give you a list of suspects. I want it to be the redhead best friend. No, no, hold on. I'll give you the list of the prime suspects that the movie itself offers you. Right? That's how that's you not does. Let me guess. Well, hold on. We've got to tell her that she's one of the victims, though. Yes, this chick's a victim later. So let me tell you the list of suspects the film tells you. Like, like you know how films do that? Who done it? They give you, like, a bunch of characters that you suspect are going to be, and then it's revealed who it is, you know? So 
You have... Shouldn't we wait to see? Do, do you... Let me just tell you, Jess, okay? So this is also for the audience to be like, ah, oh, there's characters. You have a kid who's been released from a mental institution for killing his own father. You have Brad Pitt, who has a mysterious backstory with this kid who killed his own father. They used to be best friends. You have a creepy Nazi janitor who at one point claims and proudly claims that he is the fucking custodian of their destinies. You have a very psychotically angry maths teacher. You have... Um, a dickhead PE teacher. You have a dickhead PE teacher. Oh, or... no, wait, he's one of the victims, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we try. Or, or, fifth one, last one, Jess. You have the really nonchalant, creepy, pervy principal of the school. I, I would just like to add pervy sort of implies a subtext. What do you mean? Like, a subtext, like, oh, this guy's probably a pervert. This guy's objectively a person. <laughs> just to make that very clear. Yeah, sorry, sorry. We have, so just the list of suspects, I'll go in reverse order. It's Brad Pitt. So, so you're saying Brad? Yeah. Okay. I think he'd look really nice with, like, blood on his head. <laughs> That's the only reason? He'd look yeah. nice with blood on his head. So, best. so obviously the film, being a film like this, you've watched Murder Mysteries before, yeah, yes. Jess. Would you say, either of you guys, you're big fans of... Um, crime, murder, mysteries, whodunits as a genre style? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Especially true and crime. True crimes? Yep. Do you have a favourite um, movie or book or story or, or TV show of a, the crime style? I, like, I, in terms of murder? Like, you know, because crime t- could I be like to, gangsters. I tend to play a lot of video games that have murder mystery aspects to them. And I also watch an anime, which is all about kind of murder mysteries. Which one? Um, the anime's called Detective Conan. I... Think I mentioned O'Brien? No, I think I, made, <laughs> I, I think I mentioned it once on the show, and you made that exact joke. And um, I am exactly right now, like I was then. And yeah, with video games, I play like the bigger ones, like Ace Attorney, Danganronpa, um, Zero Escape, kind of. But yeah, hmm. I just I, I really love the whole aspect of the murder mystery. Fair enough. Jess, what about you? Do you have a favorite, some favorite murder mystery? I really love the British ones. You know, the sweet, charming... Midsummer, Midsummer Murders? No, like Broadchurch or Happy Valley where it's... Oh, like I like how you said the definitely... sweet, charming, happy ones and then you listed bleak, depressing. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's like Broadchurch is a place, Happy Valley is a place, but they're not... They're, they're not happy. Yeah, they're, no, 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 no. They're not calm. So, so who's charming in it? Like, the characters? Yeah. No, they portray themselves as a charming, oh, happy Oh, like misleading. Town. Like Twin Peaks. Yes. So Twin Peaks, yes. Twin Peaks is one of the prime examples for me of a great murder mystery. Yeah. Here is shot of the principal, he sniffs Where everyone thing. goes... <laughs> sniffs a sock. Yeah. This place is just wonderful, and then everyone turns out to be terrible, and mm. we found out who... I would like to point around. out that the principal, who just appeared sniffing a sock... Um, is played by Roddy McDowd, who is uh, McDowell, who is a famous actor. He is in all of the Planet of the Apes movies, the original like ones, as Caesar, the one that is the oh. current focus of the new Planet of the Apes movies, because you know those new movies lead monkey. into yeah, yeah, the Top Monkey, Andy Circus. So he plays the original one of those, and also Cornelius, like he plays dual, dual. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like we got an A grader. In this movie, and a uh, soon-to-be A grader, Brad Pitt. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Did Ronnie McDowell teach him? 
Is that what I'm thinking? There's evidence to suggest that, Ryan. And you know what? That painter's got great eyes. <laughs> and you know what, Ryan? Evidence is one of the most important things you can have in a murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I, You know, just to go on my murder mysteries, I really like, you know, Twin Peaks. And oddly enough, I really love Law and Order Criminal Intent. The one with Vincent D'Onofrio as Agent Gorin. I really like that. I don't know. I just love it. This is... Just a great scene. And Bartek, I think you'll back me up. How great is this scene? <laughs> yes, this this was a... It, it, it was very funny, the idea that this teacher had to uh, punish and a certain intruder. Yes, yeah, so he's clearly a pervert, getting her in this skippy outfit for the people to draw her, and he's like, bend over so they could see all your muscles. Like, he's demonstrating just... And look who's behind there! <gasps> but it's okay, he grabbed the titties what of punishment, the statue. What punishment is he going to give him, Jess? Yeah, Jess, if you were a teacher, well, how would you punish this guy? Um, you make him strip, strip naked? Oh, close. Close, just get him to model. <laughs> just get him to model with the chick and get really close to her physically because, you know, she is hot. I'm just going to say it. Like, like, she's got, like, a meek quality of, of attractive. Well, Isn't she meant to be underage? Um, it's okay. We don't know what year in high school they're supposed to be in. So it could be legal. It could. It could. Look, I've already covered this conversation. <laughs> I'm not saying... Hey, we see titties of hers later on, so it's okay. The classic because... sexism of horror films. Hey, hey, we see more butt than anything else in this... In this... Oh, look, an emo. <laughs> um, guy... Should we bounce it out by lusting over Brad Pitt? No, I lost over this guy with glasses. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, look at that guy with does glasses. Does Brad Pitt get naked? No, he That's does strange. wear a singlet at one point. He wears the basketball uniform. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh no, he wears a t-shirt and shorts. So, so Scandalous. All of the teachers, Jess, in this universe, all of them, all of them are either predators or monsters. There's no in-between. Despite what we were saying earlier about this not being a monster film. Uh, <laughs> they are monsters as individuals, they're, not they're physical the human beings. human type of monster as in, like, the, the bad people kind of monster. So, everyone in this movie is a jerk, except... There's one. Except for, uh, you know, our good heroine character. She's a good girl. Mm. And... She does not. That is her character archetype, just to be clear. Good girl. We're not just saying good girl is in like, oh, she's the hero. She has to be good. She's literally like, you know. The purest person on earth, Jess. One of her running like lines is, I have to go study. Sorry, principal's got a liquor cabinet on the back of his door, which I imagine Jess would have if she was a principal. And he's peering behind the, his own coat rack. And there you go. He makes a bend over so he can check out her ass. Don't. Guys, he, he dies. Please tell me he dies. Right? He lives. Oh, <laughs> he, he lives so hard. <laughs> <laughs> he lives and he's hard, Ryan. So hard. Ugh. Now, when we went... Now, we have all gone to schools. High schools, primary and... Me talk about university. that Have we met predator-like teachers like this man? No, my teachers are boring. Well, clearly you weren't bending over enough. Bartek? You're saying I'm not pretty enough to be... No, I said you weren't bending over enough. They wanted me. But you weren't given nothing. (laughs) That's your punishment. You weren't given nothing. Maybe I didn't notice. Yeah, you're too dumb (laughs) to notice that they were wanting you to bend over. 
to see the the goods. No, I, I was like the fat kid in high school, so I think that was. They the predators don't care. Classes, they go after. Races, it wasn't. They I go don't... after the weak. I don't. I don't think that was. That was what. No, all my teachers are boring. They were never, even though it was small Bartek? country school. Hmm? Bartek? Um, don't want to slander I... our teachers, but just it's a good question because this movie propositions the idea that there's a school where all the teachers are nothing but predators and I, monsters. Again, this is America. I'm going to... Uh, all right, hold your seat. I didn't... I don't think I ever had one that was like that, but my principal of my first high school a couple of years ago got in trouble because before he was the principal, he worked at a... <laughs> A boys' orphanage in Queensland called Boys Town, and um, <laughs> oh, no. ooh, first murder. Yes. Well, no, he didn't murder Die anyone. Bitch. He um. Sorry, I mean. He got he he got into trouble as you know all of these seemingly religious people do for, for sexy for for certain <laughs> sexual uh, related crimes. Mm. This guy got murdered in the exact same way the witches get murdered the first time in Hocus Pocus, which is just shove them in the school's <laughs> kiln and then just turn it on. Fun fact, Jess, fun fact, at no point in this entire movie do they discover the art teacher's body. They go, he's missing, but they don't reveal that till like 80 minutes into this 90 minute film. And also they're like, oh, the art teacher's missing. And so is our friend. He's so incinerated. Our friend- There's like nothing left of him. He's like no, Jess. ashes. Yeah, no, no, Jess. You would. It's, it's, it's like I know, I know what you're trying to say, but there's enough for them to find him. You know what I mean? Like it's a kill. Do you see the crime scene? Yeah, I've been to art kilns before. I've murdered people a lot in them. You don't get away with it. But like, they never at any point find his body. It's like no one ever went to the art room to the cleaner is cleaning. He even he's in the art room cleaning, and he and in all fairness. You don't look in the art kiln. Like, you know, that's fair enough. But I would have loved it if a student discovered the kiln with the body in it and he just goes like this, Oh my god! Someone broke my statue! Even <laughs> even the discovery of the um the friend that Jess thought might have been the killer, that body does get discovered, but it doesn't get focused on too much because it's during, like, a tense scene. Could I quickly talk about that discovery? Her friends, Jess... Get brutally murdered. And the killer, whoever they may be, ties their bodies together with rope to make them kiss because they're the kissy couple. Best part is, and I can't wait till we get to this for confirmation, is she opens up a cupboard, a wardrobe, and they're standing there tied up. And you're like, oh, they're, they're obviously... Tied to some kind of thing on the roof to make them suspend in the air. And she just grabs them and it has a zoom in on their feet, which on the ground. Mm. And she just grabs them and they just fall over. And what it's revealed is they were just standing there. You know, when I murder people. And they become missing all over town and no one knows where to find them. Not only when I murder people. When I murder them, I make sure to make their corpses stand like how we do, without any kind of, you know, foreign object to help us suspend into the air. You know, that's how bodies work. You know, I've murdered lots of people, Jess. Right. I know, I know. So here we have just met our next suspect. Oh, you mean... Schultz the janitor? Nazi janitor. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, when he first appeared (laughs) in that scene of the window, you know, wiping it. He's got gloves on his trolley. Well, he's a cleaner. Why do you need so many gloves? Because he cleans every day. 
Yes, but that's a lot of gloves. No. Jess, he cleans every day, including the weekends. It seems like an excessive. Jess, you're not a cleaner. You know what, Ryan? I think you should change what you said to he cleans all the time. <laughs> he cleans during school hours. And after school hours. And before. Yeah, yeah. Before, after, during. Yeah. Now, this. <laughs> Sorry, he's hiding behind the bushes, and she's like, is that him? Could it be? He's not very good at hiding. No. Oh, Jess, you haven't seen him hide in his best position. I'm going to spoil a little bit of it. It involves a water cooler. (laughs) (laughs) That one. (laughs) Okay, okay. We're getting all over the shop. I'll just go back to me for a second. I had predators that were at my school. Definitely. And monsters as well. So this is believable. And Ryan, are they still there? Oh, I'm not going to say. Legal (laughs) reasons. But Jess, you're a newcomer to this, but you like drinking, yeah? I've had a drink a few times in my so, life. So, yes. what kind of things do you like to drink? And if you're going to eat stuff with your alcohol, what do you eat? Especially when you were a teenager, say. When I was a teenager? Yeah, you as a teenager, you would have a drink of something, it and is... then if you had to eat something with it, what would you eat as well? Just well, indulge. It because when you're a teenager, you kind of try and get any alcohol that you can. So it's normally the stuff taken from your parents. Like, mm-hmm. So, wine cabinet. So you're you're a wine person, not a beer person, yeah? But you'll drink if you had to you would drink yes. a beer, yeah? Yes. How many teenagers and I'm not saying this to be like dramatic or funny, like they reference this as a normal thing that they do. How many teenagers in this universe they do this normally drink beer with ice cream and eat apples as well? Because that's what they do regularly in this universe. They say it like, hey, look, we got some more beers and ice creams. Like, yeah. And you know why they do that, Ryan, right? Because kids love beer and ice cream and eating apples. Because Brad Pitt walks in and he goes, like, we got some more beers and ice creams and then grabs an apple and starts eating it while having an ice cream and a beer. I I think. I think that was like a Brad Pitt. Being not the character, just Brad Pitt being Brad Pitt. Are you saying that Brad Pitt likes beers, apples, and ice no. cream? <laughs> he was told he can't have any beers or what? ice cream, so he's like, damn it, I want an apple. <laughs> what I was getting at was... Now, look, when we're talking about, you know, being healthy, you and you have these three things Tussles. right here. We've got ice cream, apple, beer. Beer. A little, little Johnny comes up and says, I want to be healthy, what do you point at? You point at the apple. I was going to say beer. <laughs> you point at the thing next to the beer, the apple. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then Johnny says, yay, but I also want a treat. So you say, okay. Beer. You, you, you could if you're negligent, but you probably, <laughs> you probably point at the ice cream. And then Johnny's like, wow, I'm healthy, but I'm having something unhealthy. What is it? And you tell him, Johnny, this is what we call balance. This film is teaching you to have a balanced diet. Be healthy, but also, you know... Drink a beer. Have, yeah. have a beer sometimes. Have, have an ice cream. He's I feel still, like the still... writer asked some young people, like, hey, kids, what do you do? And they're like, They oh. asked little Johnny. Uh, no, 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 no. They asked one beer. teen <laughs> who they know is a liar and another one that they know is a truth teller. They're like, what and do you Johnny. do? And the, one of them's like, oh, you know me. I just drink beer. And they're like, that's the truth teller. And then the liar's like, oh, I don't drink at all. I just have ice cream and apples. And they're like, combine it. <laughs> combine it into one. 
throughout watching this last night, I've also never actually seen the film myself until I would do it for this show, just to clarify for earlier, I watched this and I couldn't get over the tassels on the bike, the beer, ice cream, and apples. It's like someone wrote a teen slasher movie, but they only had a, like, a nine-year-old child. Like, like, the person who wrote this had a nine-year-old daughter, and they're like, eh, this stuff applies. This stuff applies. My daughter will always love ice cream and apples. And beer. And one day she'll drink beer with them, and she will still have tassels on the bike. And, like, like, that's it. Like, it feels like a middle-aged man named Wilbur (laughs) wrote a script. And it's like... There he is. Oh my god, that's the worst hiding thing I've ever seen. Now, if this is a modern day movie, he's they would show that. They would show that, and it and would be like. See his face but here's the thing, the Jess. Don't you appreciate that this movie doesn't do the jump scare stuff? Like that's just a slow reveal. Like you're like, oh, oh is god. that him? In a normal movie today, they would have that, and then they would have followed with with this. <laughs> but in this, they have it followed with. Glub glub from the from, from the water cooler. Yeah, and I was like, what what is this glubbing implying? It's really implying the satanic messages that that the writer Wilbur really wanted to incorporate. You know, like like why is murder so appealing to to us? Right? Could I just say thank you so much? Because what is this glubbing implying is a question I ask all the time, and no one ever gives me an answer. It's because they're too busy glubbing. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? To, oh, this is a foreshadowing of, in this universe, facts, um, scanners and printers don't have lids to them. Hold on to that. That's very important for later. Mm. Um, I'm going to ask it. What is it about murder that appeals to us on a fundamental level? Like, in that primal, what is it about it that, why do we love murders in, in, in fiction? And just loves them in real life. Well... What is it about... Are you, are, you, are you talking about murders separate from a murder mystery, just in general? Yeah, just in general. Like, you know, like, we root for characters to die in certain things, uh, you suppose- know? What is it about death, murder, and all all that? What is it? Well, I suppose on the base level, we'd have to acknowledge the fact that murder is one of the most vile crimes you can commit. Mm. And I suppose the whole appeal about fiction is that you can read or, or you can experience a story where vile, illegal, unethical things happen without the consequence. So, I su- and I suppose murder is, you know, w- again, one of the most vile things, but, yeah, I guess not as tabooish as, say, rape. Um, yeah, why don't we have more rape stories? Because we're not there yet, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Jess? I we're just I not there, unfortunately, with the rape stories enough. You have to be... <laughs> A lot more careful about how you kind of go about rape stories because often they're you know with murder the victims aren't well murder it's over <laughs> the like are the victims don't have yeah. any kind of thing to say well what about murder rape stories is it okay we should do more of them just you have to be delicate about raping a murderer <laughs> about rape rather than murder like you can't let's get let's get back on murder yeah that was just it's the thing just... I threw out there. I did, we didn't have to discuss no. it. Like <laughs> Alright, let's... That's another conversation. <laughs> we'll talk about rape later in oh, the movie. But although we should mention, this is part two of the dad's arc. <laughs> yeah, his story Remember continues. Him? Remember dad? 
What is he doing? Is he stupid? He's still out there. Remember he was hunting out in the marshes? And he got shot? He got, there he is. Where He's could he be? Dead, no, right? no one ever found him. Oh, oh, here he is, screaming in pain. What, can no one hear him? Oh, you're going to get told. The teacher leans, uh, turns over and goes, I hear that? That's the mating call of a bullfrog. Because the dad's voice is kind of always like going, Because right. he got shot in the chest with an arrow. Right. Help me! Bullfrogs. I love those guys. They're always mating. Uh-oh. Oh. Did Psycho Kid hear him? Did he find him? Did he, did he find his uh, a victim? No, no, no. He found something even better. A snake. Yeah, let's remember this scene of him finding the snake. Because it dead. is very important later on, this snake. In the fact that we never see it again. <laughs> but remember it anyway. Remember Pepsi? Mmm. That's the third time they've shown Pepsi in this movie. Man, Ryan, you, you know, Pepsi? I really... I'm pretty sure it's still a thing. You remember it? <laughs> you remember Pepsi? <laughs> you know, Ryan, I do remember Pepsi. And sometimes when I'm feeling, you know, parched and without energy, I think, you know what, I could really go for a Pepsi. Pepsi mm. is a brand that... This is my ad. That's yeah. Crazy. That's the joke. Um, just before Finish we... Finish the joke for get, me. I can't be uh, Murder's great. Oh, look, only black man in the movie. And Where? he has a mustache. Right there. I can't see Ryan. The scene. Oh, it's the- nighttime. <laughs> Sorry, Bartek. Um, that, that was one of the going, things yeah. that was the joke. <laughs> yeah, that was where I was going. Jess, we've already missed this scene, but I just want to fill you in. Our lead heroine does not want to have sex with Brad Pitt. Because it's a rule. Oh, oh, hold on. She's gay. No, hold on. Okay, so could you give us some reasonings as to what you think the reason would be? Like, give us some possibilities of why she would not want to have sex with a young Brad Pitt. Gay. Also, Anything else? She might not be ready. You know, she might still be nervous. Good, good, good. Keep going. Give us a few more. She's secretly suspects that he might be a serial murderer. Well, this is, she rejects him before anyone's got murdered that she's aware of. Because... The only person yeah, but maybe he does like weird things. You're like, oh, let, he let, has a lot of dead cats. You know, <laughs> you really should have been here for sleepwalkers. Let's let's at least give it to Jess that she does th- uh, suspect him later on. Yeah, yeah, she does suspect him. Now, Jess, here's the reason that the movie gives, oh, and it's my favorite ever. A young hot Brad Pitt lays on top of her earlier on, kissing her. And he wants to, you know, go further. And she stops him and goes, I won't fool around with you until you get better grades. She doesn't have sex with a guy who doesn't have good grades. I mean, she's got standards. so maybe Yeah, <laughs> but meanwhile, her friend is doing cheerleading with no panties on. And we see some vag action there. Okay, so that's kind of like home if you talk like, oh, she's going to get... <laughs> like, you, yeah, you'd rather not have sex with a guy because he gets Ds, but... You will, you will go. <laughs> well, she, well, she's not having sex with her. No, that's true. But she is friends. And Brad Pitt, well, she, Brad Pitt, throughout this movie, tries his his damnedest to get good grades. Well, I don't think I've ever seen him study so far. Okay. Uh, there's a bit later on where he goes, "Might as well start studying." Ain't gonna get that basketball degree. That is a good And then yeah, and then he moment. gets drunk instead <laughs> on some more ice cream and oh. beer. Well, like you said, tried his damnedest. Sounds like my university years. <laughs> he tried his damnedest to study, but beer and ice cream and apples are just too powerful. So So we just had a we just established a minor character under the stands who looks for 
uh, loose change that people drop and also likes upskirts. Well, we've already met him before. Have we, Ryan? Yeah, he's a part of their gang. He was at the school with them at, uh, overnight. We've already met him, audience, so we haven't just been introduced to him. What are you talking about? Yeah, we've already met him. <laughs> Don't you know this? <laughs> I, now that you mentioned He was the other guy at the, <laughs> in their gang. <laughs> he's the other guy in their gang. Right. The one that was playing with the fax machine. I mean, the yeah, the yeah, printer. Yeah, I, I remember now. My mistake. You want to say we've been introduced to the black guy finally? I can see him. It's not night in the inside. <laughs> you talking about We saw him earlier in, outside in the night. <laughs> you got it. You nailed. You nailed it. Were you being? Were you being racist? Ryan? No, I'm being homophobic against the hey, young. Hey, racist, right? That's alliteration. Yeah, it's it's a. It's what we say it's secretly a, behind your back. It's a, give it, me an alliterative name. It's a litter erasion of you know. Ryan, what's an what's an adjective that begins with B that you can give to me? Biracial. Biracial Bartek. That's pretty good. Okay. Great Snapchat there, Jess. I'm not on Snapchat. I don't know what you're talking about. Can I Snapchat? <laughs> Guys, we're live chatting this. How do I how do I do stuff? <laughs> yeah, she can, that's she can, it. She can be jesting, guys. Jesting we're gonna live Jess. Snapchat with Jess's <laughs> phone. So let's let's oh, let's Dad. send one to Georgia. No, all right. <laughs> Georgia's your sister. I said it. I don't know what I did. Georgia got delivered just now. Let's 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 do this. I'm gonna type gibberish oh and God. send it to Georgia. Like and then and then I'm also never gonna... used Snapchat for the. Before. She hasn't. No, you haven't. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna write oh, something to your, <laughs> your sister Georgia. Oh, Cutting stop. class, currying class, curry. Oh, have you ever used an iPhone before? Curry. Hold on, hold on. Oh, no. So, guys, to Jess's sister, I'm gonna write curry class. <laughs> this is not gonna be funny to anyone but you. <laughs> yeah, curry class is so good. That's that's what I'm gonna I write. I love curry. Now, we know Jess loves curry. Now, Jess, could you explain to the audience what it is about murder that appeals to you? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, personally, oh, God, I'm going to murder you if you keep doing that. I just like, I don't really like watching murder stories. It's quite perverse. I guess the storytelling behind it, you kind of, murder's like the ultimate sin. (laughs) You're an idiot. It is a good statement. Murder is the ultimate thing because ultimate implies it's like finality and stuff like that. Yeah. And murder is the finality of a life. And then it's like the do you want to murder people? Like you don't know what happens after death, and then you can take away someone's life. Like I just took away Jess's phone. Oh, I need my phone. I'm, I'm getting anxious. No, my baby. Have my we, sweet baby. Have we ever I need to hold them? it? Can I let me touch uh, no, it? No. Have we ever murdered people? Is that blood? No, it's jelly. Okay, I looked away for a second. That was like apparently your sister said things. Okay, you don't know my passcode. Give me it. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) Ryan, you got no leverage. Oh well, you got her phone actually. Give me your passcode on the public podcast. (laughs) People who know you know know. (laughs) Come on, drop it in. I'll give you my bank. Two episodes ago, one of our friends accidentally said his address. Actual address. (laughs) What? Oh. Want me to call the cops on this fool? Is <laughs> your sister wrong? Oh, she's such a good sister. Isn't she sweet? I don't know what she means. I am currently getting a lecture about the food I have You're found. Oh, oh, I'm currently getting the lecture about the food I have found. And then I'll take a picture of Bartek and I in the mirror. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that's 
We're going to send that picture to the police now. Now, back right. to the film. I'm glad that she's like, do you want me to call the police and you immediately get a photo of yourself? You're like, I'm not here, even... here is further Fun evidence. fact, fun fact. I sent Jess's sister Snapchat of Bartek, not of myself, because I'm a legend. Also... <laughs> is this it? You're framing him for murder. This is why you want to talk about Guys, I've always so wanted much. to frame someone for murder, and it's always been Bartek on this show. But... This is this is the genius thing about this whole reason, this whole Snapchat arc. We're talking about this as if we've committed a crime, but what did I say earlier is a very important element in murder mysteries? I don't know, tell me. Evidence. And what are we doing for this show? We are recording... Evidence of Jess's adultery. So if this actually does end up becoming a crime, this episode will be evidence. Ah. That's what we were trying to incorporate into the episode. Yeah. I also really want to incorporate that in this universe that we live in today, Jess said that this other guy that isn't Brad Pitt is attractive. He's kind of cute. Tell me. Explain it to me, a heterosexual man, why this guy is cute. I mean, like, probably, like, not movie standards. No, no, just right? explain to average. me. But if you go to, like, take him out of the movie, put him in, like, an average high school, he'd be good looking. You want to go with him? You want to get on with him? Yes, you know, he, he seems nice. He looks like he showers. He's got the hot but laser thing going. Movie, not pretty, right? It's hard when you got Brad Pitt as the well, other guy. Well, guess what? You just got fucking schooled because this movie agrees with you. Everyone thinks that this guy's far more attractive than Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt gets antagonistic about it because his girlfriend is showing more attractive... Like, I she's think- more attracted to that guy than him. And everyone thinks that this guy is physically more attractive than Brad Pitt. Think- this universe connects with our universe in which this guy's prettier than Brad Pitt, I guess. Like, the little thing that I didn't know about Brad Pitt you're just is he's that she's ugly. Shallow, though. He's not ugly. I think you're thinking that the girl's quite shallow. Because no, no, she, no. she won't sleep with him because he needs better grades. No, no, I'm talking so about the phys- she she's physically more. attracted to the psycho kid. I think she's more so than because she thinks he's mysterious and he might Oh more, yeah, but Brad Pitt's, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, have we, established, have we established the fact that he does have good grades? This guy has great grades. He has really good grades, Jess. So Does she know that? Yes. Yes. Yes, she does. Like he uh, earlier well, when that's obviously where maybe she she's likes got it. a grade boner. <laughs> she likes something more than a pretty face. She likes brains. Ryan, so if she was on a deserted island without civilization, with a bunch of people, but there was like no school system, what would she do? Well, she would die. Well, you can tell into like. No, no, no. She needs grades. Grades specifically. Well, if she was on an island, then she couldn't have grades. Exactly, using, so she would kill she's herself. using grades as a marker in this kind of environment. Yeah, okay, no, no, but okay. she hold. only operates in one environment. So, and I'm just trying to say is, she would be on this island and she would kill herself because they don't have grades. So humor me on this. What if there was a really, really, really intelligent person, but they constantly got bad grades? Yes. Like smartest person in the world, horrible grades. I think... She'd pick this kid over them? Yeah. There we go. By the way, Ryan, is this one of the monsters that we were talking about? She earlier? has a mustache, so the answer is yes. I have a mustache. Jess is zooming in, seeing if she does have a mustache. I don't have a mustache. Would you stop bringing it up? Did you hear what I said? Jess is zooming in, looking if she has a mustache. Oh, I meant that you're looking at the teacher, not yourself. I was looking at my reflection just then, so I thought you were talking about my own... 
I thought you were talking about her as well. Yes. She, what I meant was, oh, fuck it. Jess has a mustache and really dark, hairy arms. Her arms are hairier than mine. Oh, my God. What I'm trying to say is Jess is actually a Greek man. You have, like, zero (laughs) hair in your arms. I have so much hair. You have these skinny, bony arms with no hair, very pale. Pale. Compared to me. Compared (laughs) to Jess. Exactly. Jess is the palest girl I know. She's so pale, she didn't even watch this movie. And we have to explain it to her. This movie is cinematic gold. It has a great scene in it later in which they, you know, they go drinking more beer and ice cream. (laughs) Like, there's so many scenes of beer and ice cream. And listening people. Ryan just said there it has a great scene later. So some of you might be thinking, ooh, I should watch the movie for that great scene. But here's the twist. The whole film is a great scene. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a minutia of wonderful. I mean, I really don't know what's happening, so I guess it's great. Yeah, well, the murders have been a bit slow. Although yeah. I I do want to jump back to when we had the basketball game and the uh, the friend without the panties and the guy who got introduced who didn't actually just get introduced then because I was a dummy. Um, got dumb killed. dumb Bartek, we call him. It had one of those things in murder mysteries that I like, which is where. A murder can happen in a very public place, but there was some element there that made it concealed. And there, it was because the murder and the screams from in retaliation to the murder happened at the exact same time that the team won the game and the crowd was going wild cheering. So it masked out the screams of, you know, the murder happening. Yeah. And usually in murder mysteries, like, you don't get all the answers. Well, you don't get all the answers in this one, but that one was, like, a thing that in most murder mysteries was like, how could they possibly have killed them there if if, if everyone would have heard it? And then, you know, you'd deduce and you'd be like, ah, it's because everyone was cheering. It masked the noise. Ah. So it's almost like not only is this a murder mystery, but in a way you could say it's deconstructing them by, you know, actually showing you some of the answers. And it gives you red herrings like good murder mystery. You think, well, the gym teacher, I mean, uh, sorry, the, the... The murder took place at the gymnasium and there was pools of blood and the janitor cleaned it up and uh, he he didn't tell anyone about the blood. So obviously he's involved, yeah? And also he's a Nazi. And so, you know, like maybe he's involved in this yeah. in this murder. And actually, I didn't get to say this when the janitor first got introduced. That he's your favourite character? <laughs> I actually haven't thought about who my favourite character is, but he would be up there. Um, I was going to say, when he was, you know, the whole wiping the window thing, not letting him inside, I kind of got the vibe from the two of them. They got, like, this friendly, like, oh, kind of bickering thing going on. But then as the film goes on, you find out that he is kind of a big creep, especially in that scene right there. What? I think he was just giving philosophy class. He was giving philosophy class? Yeah, about him being the fucking custodian of their destiny. That's a good point. But what I was going to say is that that scene right there, the philosophy class, as you say, Ryan, happens after, you know, that whole scene with the blood. So it's, again, it's it's showing you one of the suspects and making mm. them seem even more... And, and you know, I just want to point out, look at the Miz on the scene in, the, in this moment. Brad Pitt is wearing red. Red is the colour of blood, and you associate it with the emotion of rage and anger. It's also the colour... Oh my god, could it be him? Maybe Could just crack him? the case. Could it be him, or is the red meant to symbolise red herring? Oh! Or maybe it's just to oppose the black that the mysterious guy's wearing. Ooh, Jess, we're now deeper into the movie. You're still 100% on your Brad Pitt being the murderer? I want him to be the murderer. That's why I'm going for it, because I think he is. Who do you think's the murderer? 
I have no idea. Come on. Someone just murdered I, this I, innocent lady. Nah, I'm still sticking with Brad Pitt. It's Brad Pitt. Okay. She's stuck on Brad. And that's, aren't we all? That's fine, because when I was watching the film, I thought it was him too. All right, so it's not him then? No, no. I'm not saying that He's not saying way, it. but I'm saying that when I was watching this film, my deduction said, I think it's Brad Pitt. I think it's Brad Pitt too. That's what I also said throughout the whole entire thing. Even though I, I oddly enough, because I watched the YouTube video, knew the outcome of this movie. Oh, right. But it is still good to watch it and being like, ah, connecting the pieces together. Look at the scene here. Brad Pitt points. He points like that. And the thing I like about that is, have we got a favorite actor or actress that we love? Do we have one each that we all like? And notice what they do a lot. Like, notice them. Like, Jess, do you have a favourite actor or actress? Um, I love Jessica Chastain. Jessica! Buttock? We're talking about physical... Physical! Actors? I need physical. Um, I need your physical... One of my favourites is the Bollywood actor Shadow Khan. Alright. What I love about, like, these kind of actors, your favourites, is if you see them a lot in a lot of things, mm. no matter how good of an actor they are... They have these mannerisms and nuances that they will use time and time again. Because, you know, Bartek and I are actors. And acting is really quite, like, it's challenging. But it can be quite simple. At the same time, you're like, okay, like this. And it, this is never explained, by the way. <laughs> like, it's just it's there. It's like a cross-dressing principle. Yeah, and he's looking in the mirror. But what I was going to say was Brad Pitt pointed a moment ago. And in his career, when he points... This is a weird yeah, thing. He uses that matter. point. Like, yeah. like he points, like, physically with that hand in that motion. Oh, so it's not, like, a straight hand. It's never like, like that. It's, like it's always, hand. like, bent fist, and he's, like, always, like, the finger, when he points it, he has to put, like, it's like he's pushing it through the air so hard, like, oh, it, it, Is it sort of kind of like, um, you know, that, that bird knick-knack you have that, like, kind of dips yeah, into yeah, the yeah. water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I love about actors, and and we notice these a lot with the actors that we love a lot as well. So, like, you know, I don't know what Jessica Chastain's tics are. I think it's like she likes wearing dark nail polish all the time. Like, I've noticed that with her. Every time I see her, she's like, different dark nail polish on. That's like her trait. I mean, it's a very obscure thing to pick up on, but... Isn't it there? Like, so it's pointing, and you agreed with me about Brett. Like, when you heard me start, you were like, yeah, he does, he does do that, like... This is what I'm saying. These are obscure things. Mm. It's like acting. There's these little things. It's like how Brad, you know, Brad Pitt does the point. Mm. What about you, Bartek? Does does Shadow Khan do anything in particular well, other than Khan, be amazing? Shadow Khan is one of the biggest uh, actors in India, so definitely he's got a lot of uh, recurring elements to his things. He's commonly called like the king of romance, so you know he'd have like bunch of suave moods that he does does films. he does he do like lovey eyes and they're always like the yeah, same lovey eyes, the eyes. <laughs> he's got eyes that uh he can do quite a lot of things with um they're all holding up the picture of the dead teacher that they must have grabbed from the printer and they're all saying this jess boo boo we don't like this boo <laughs> what <laughs> this is I mean, not this a comedy Actually, Ryan, I do remember, I think on the Wikipedia page, it listed this film as a black comedy in a way. <laughs> I, don't, so, I just, we, sorry, we just talked, I, I, this guy here 
pushed the maths teacher out of the way and the maths teacher's now stuck there like I want to say something too <laughs> and he can't you're going to say it's listed as a black comedy yeah it's listed as a black comedy and like what I was saying before about this film sort of deconstructing um, murder mysteries and also with the bizarre humour of the dad's arc of trying to find help slash get home and also that one shot of the principal dressed up really weird and looking in the mirror and acting like what you're doing here. <laughs> That's like the red herring. Yeah, I, I guess from that I can see why this would be considered like a black comedy because there are... I mean, it's played straight. When you find out who the killer is, when you find out um, basically all the answers to the mystery, um, you, you can say that there were funny moments in this film, mm. but it, it did hit all the Beer and ice cream. Like, oh, there was, there was the reveal, there was the final comfort... Tassels. Confront, confrontation. They, they, it had all the elements there. So I can definitely see it not necessarily being a straight-up parody film, but mm. I can see it being a black well, comedy. Well, here's the thing that I disagree with on this. I don't think this is a black comedy necessarily. I think it's a horror film with some moments of levity. And I think the thing that people confuse a lot, and this is what it is, it's a camp movie. It's campy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? And a lot of people confuse camp with comedy. Yeah. Not every movie that's camp is a comedy necessarily. Like, for instance, Stephen King has a lot of campy elements in his mo- in the movies, at least, or, or his books, such as, you know, like The Shining. That's a camp movie. Like, it's terrifying, but it's camp. It's got the whole, here's Johnny, and like, give me the bat so I can smash your fucking brains in. But you don't walk away from that saying it's a black comedy, do you? You say it's a horror movie with campy elements, and I think a lot of people confuse camp with comedy a lot because it's got that high-energy levity to it, and a lot of people associate camp with stuff like Batman and Robin and and good-bad stuff like The Room and all this. Like People have associated camp with being a bad thing as well, and a lot of movies today, especially like with blockbusters, are being criticised for not having camp enough elements in them. Like, you know, The Dark Knight is always, like, uh, used as, a, used as yeah. a reference of not everything has to be dark and brooding like The Dark Knight. Sometimes you need something, like, fun. And that's why people like stuff like the Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, because they're camp. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is camp done right. But then you have something like Suicide Squad that does camp wrong because it's like, we don't know what it is. But another reason why I would think that you know, the black comedy label or slash, like, you know, the deconstruction label might fit this film better is because looking at the time this film was made, I remember that in the 80s, there was a lot of, like, outrage over slasher films. Like, Siskel and Ebert were big over it. There was that film Silent Night, Deadly Night, which, like, all the, like, mothers would protest over. And I would see that, like, the outrage in the audience thing being, you know, sort of like a parallel to that. But also, yeah, you got the bizarre element of they're holding up the... Signs going, boo, I don't like this. Boo, I don't like this. And also, like, someone clearly had to photocopy these so we could all get a copy. No, no, no. I think they legitimately got them all from the printer that oh. was still printing them out. Remember? It was like but hundreds thought, of them spewing out. Yeah, but I, I thought they were like had multiple different ones and they all looked the same. No, 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 no. If you actually looked at the ones they were holding, they were different faces. Oh, so okay. they were different. Like, I noticed that. I was like, a little touch there. They were just all grey, obviously. Like, they weren't the high-res ones like the other characters have that were in shots, like in the close-up shots where you could tell the yeah. graphics I, I thought, th- I thought they were 
for some reason, I thought they were all just the ones of, like, the cheek being pressed against No. Her. Oh, well, the cheek's always kind of... Yeah, but no, no, there were different ones. There was one where she was facing the opposite way, ones with more blood, ones with less blood. If you looked carefully, like... Yeah. and I didn't, uh, clearly. You know, some of them... It's a film. Some of them... Half of them might have had just the one photo, but then they had some that had different ones just to mix it up visually, like, you know what I mean? But, like... Kind of neat. You know, I don't know. I don't think this is a comedy necessarily because... I don't know. It's I wouldn't label it as a comedy. A black com- even a black comedy because what is a black comedy in this style is Scream. I don't know how anyone can think Scream is a legitimate horror slasher movie when it's actually like a meta black comedy deconstruction of slasher movies. I only look... That's how I look at Scream. And this is kind of like a precursor. This is what Scream is deconstructing. This kind of movie. And this is the thing about these kind of movies, slasher movies. Do we like the slasher style horror movies? Do we like them? And if so, what is it about them that we like the slasher? Like, what makes a slasher movie different, like, more appealing than, like, other horror movies? Because slasher is always the mo- one of the more appealing ones in that horror genre. Why? Um... I'm not as big on them, but I can definitely see reasons kind of relating more to the question you asked earlier, Ryan, about what, why does murder appeal to us? And I answered it from the standpoint of um, that it, it's doing something that is socially unacceptable, and with slasher films as opposed to monster films, like, yeah, we could argue that, like, oh, monsters by their very nature do monstrous things. They kill people and that's just what they do, like we have with Deep Rising. But with slasher films, it tends to be a... Oh, titties! It tends to be a human... Like, well, you know, human character. It depends how many Jason movies you well, go he, in. He, I was thinking, yeah, the Jason, the Freddy Kruegers, and the Mike Myers, they clearly have, um, sorry, Michael Myers. He doesn't really have, I mean, yeah, he gets more, I don't know, yeah. It's like, you can't kill them. That's the whole thing with those big yeah. names. Um, so I, I suppose, yeah, uh, giving them this human-ish touch, and the fact that they're relentless, unstoppable, but not necessarily the Terminator... Yeah, not everyone's terminated. Jess, what about you? Slasher films, do you like them? And if so, why? And if not, why not? Um, I'm not a huge fan. It's just a bit... Do you like horror movies? Much. Yeah, I do. I like kind of these kinds of campy 80s. Terrible, like, terrible movies, yeah. But like, do you good like ones. good horror movies? Like, you know, like in the style of like a horror movie that's actually legitimately supposed to be good? Like, let's no, actually I like good. ones, you know, like... I don't know if you've seen that one, like Chopping Mall... Or no, I don't what it's know. called, whereas it's like robots that are meant to be security guards for a shopping mall. Anyway, they ended up. Oh, like, that's terrible! I said a good one. Oh, look at this scene. Look anyway, at this they, scene. they murder people, and it's oh, just no. it's trying so to shoot him with an arrow. It kind of comes up funny. Uh, you, you personally, Jess, you like more psychological thrillers, don't yeah. you? Like Jess was like one time she came back from like Melbourne Film Festival or whatever, and she Melbourne International Film Festival. She's like, oh guys, one of the greatest. Scary movies that I saw was this movie called The Gift with um, Jason Bateman. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. I you think... said you saw it. Mm-hmm. Yo, you lied then. Jess. I think you're remembering incorrectly. I haven't no, seen that movie. You said you saw it. And you were like, the fact you haven't seen it, Ryan, means that you're behind the curve. And I'm like, oh, I guess i got to see it. She said she loved it. <laughs> it might be. Do you know which one it is? I know the movie. It's the one um, Joel Edgerton did. Yeah, Jolly Boy. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You lied. Hey, everyone, fun fact, Jess is a liar. I think you're remembering it incorrectly. I remembered it with complete clarity. I saw It Follows there. That's a really good one. I still haven't seen It Follows. 
Because you never actually see the monster, which is a really cool thing. Oh, that's it's all invis- good horror movies. Invis- no, Jaws, my favourite no, no, horror like the, this one. The monster is invisible. It's like I know. literally invisible. So, Ryan, what is your take on the slasher genre? <sighs> I don't think I have much of one because, to be honest, horror movies aren't my bag Really, like, there's yeah. nothing against it. It's just uh, my I grew up with more watching s- other types of movies, comedies in particular, and more you know your, your crime Tarantino style kind of movies, that kind of thing. So I never really grew up with horror horror movies, not really. So and slasher movies, no, not really. And when I do, I watch the ones that are more taking the piss out of them, if anything. So like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. So again, comedies. <laughs> so again, comedies that use horror to boost, you know. So I'm really like the wrong guy to come to when we do horrors, but that's why I wanted to cover horror movies. I'm scary yeah. because I, you know, need to educate myself. You know what it's it is. It's like an acceptable way to see something that's so forbidden and like titties. No, not titties. You can see titties easily, but like no, murders. acceptable. You said no. It's an acceptable way to see something that is but? you know completely abhorrent and you know. Mm. Like... Jess, I got an important question for you. My girlfriend Rachel asked this while watching this, which was, why do women in in films like this always have g- granny panties on? Like this girl. It's to like show her virginal kind of status. Oh yeah, when when you when you were a virginal status kind of girl, did you wear only granny panties? Um, when I was on my period, yeah. Is she on her period? She Is that what you're be. trying to state to me? Did I'm you wear saying, white granny panties? Yeah, well, you wear the ugly panties when you know no one's gonna see them. Yeah, no, no, or... but white ones. I don't know. I'm asking I mean, you I'm wore more, panties, I'm, I'm more yeah? of a Bonds girl, to be honest. They're like the Do they not ones. have white? Like, well, I'm saying white as in the colour. These, these are cute, though. Look, they've got lace on them. Yeah, I know, but the back of them is like, hello, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the style of the time. You kind of wear the ugly ones when you know someone's not going to see them, and you plan for no one to see them. So I think that's what ah, she was thinking. See, us guys, we're simple. If they just cover, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, there was. We got the external genitals, you see, so we actually need underwear more. There was a stand-up comedian. I can't remember which one that had this whole thing of like men will wear underwear until it's literally like v- dissolved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you have to oh, scrape it off of no. them. I scraped off my underpants the other day. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, Jess, have you ever been pursued by? a possible psycho killer when you were naked and then he convinced you to trust him by him saying, stab me in the neck if you think I'm the killer. No, I had someone try and murder me once, but he was, like, off his head and he... Oh, yeah? Um, he put a meat cleaver to my front door. He kind of, like... Tried Who? To dr- why? He was, um, off his head. He was the next-door neighbour. Did he know you? Yeah, yeah, he called us, um, like... Because oh. my mum was very Christian. He's like, you crazy... Effing Christians, and he, and he showed you. Yeah. He went <laughs> Free off his cleaver. Meds, but he never was like, trust me afterwards. I mean, <laughs> he was all like, get out of you. And then he went. And then he went court, away. And then he came back because they found him mentally insane. And so they were like, nothing you can do. Yeah, you can still live next door, but we're going to create this invisible boundary and you're not allowed to cross this bridge. And it's like, well, if he goes off his head, of course he's going to cross the goddamn bridge. Did he? 
I mean, he tried to kill someone else, but it was like on his land, so I guess he did keep to the rules. Oh, he actually kept to the rules. He kept to the rules, but he did. So try you and... were prejudiced. He did no, but he did try and murder again, so they probably should have locked him up. Well, it was on his land. You know, they could have been breaking in. <laughs> no, it was his friend. He, I think, he went off his head and he decided to just hunt him. Yeah, but you're you're shotgun. judging, you know. In this in this movie, no, you, what, people think it's a psycho was. kid because he's a killer. But if a guy did that to me, I am putting a, a like came up. When I was naked in the bathroom, I'm going to put scissors in the side of his neck. Like, Oh, so you would have killed our psycho kid, 100%. even though you think Brad Pitt did it. And she also thinks Brad Pitt could yeah, have we've some just, inklings. We've just entered the Why pool. is he watching her sleep? Because he's like, got to bite his nails. This is like 10 billion red flags. This girl should die because she's really stupid. She's actually really smart. <laughs> she, if a guy comes into your bathroom when you're half naked... Well, pretty much naked. She was showering, though. She was was having a bath. She was was... washing her hair in the bath, but not getting in the bath. When I first watched the movie, I thought she was praying. (laughs) At the bath. (laughs) Just to be extra virginal. With her tits out. God, thank you for these. (laughs) And they're like, God's like, they're not that impressive. (laughs) But you're welcome. But, you know, I I guess you're welcome. You you got two of them. You you know, nips are there. You know, create you in my image. Well, man, to be honest, you know, whatever. You, you know, you came from a rib. Good job. You know, like. And then she's like, "Thanks, God." High five. No, I don't give high fives. I only give them to people with good grades. Oh, look at this damned evidence. Damn it's evidence. a really good photocopier. <laughs> like, it's really good considering it also has no lid. We we haven't really established it for Jess, but one of the earlier recurring. Uh, elements of the film is that she really wanted Brad Pitt's ring. Okay. That makes sense. So now she's seen the ring and she's like, my boy. You know why there's a ring, don't you? Because it's like the class ring, isn't it? Yeah, but you know how the ring is there? Like... Is he quarterback or something like that? I don't know. No, no, like how how this photo came to be. Do you think it's because Brad Pitt squashed her head into the fucking photocopier and he got his ring scanned oh, but on he it. he was like standing at the photocopier lifting her found, head yeah, up yeah found her so so is oh this is a great scene he's saying fuck you fuck you and fuck you and what does he say back fuck you too buddy and then he's like the teachers can't say that to students you can't say that to a student <laughs> and then he's just like fuck you and then Bradford's, this is the best way I, I reckon he improvises watch his bag during this scene. What does he do? Fuck you! <laughs> Boyan is gone. And there it is. Like, he's about to trip over it. Oh, no, and then he grabs it. The scene keeps going, Jess. They're like, Brad, do anything you want. Yeah, touch the flag. Kick Fuck it. yeah! Get that bag! It's his own bag! Wait, Ryan, did you say flag? Uh-oh. Are you going to tell me this emotional scene's going to incorporate the flag? Yeah, America. America! America and... A gym teacher who's all alone? Uh-oh. The janitor's attacking him. Yeah, because he thinks he's the murderer. But then she's like, but you're a Nazi. And he's like, got me there. <laughs> and she's trying to tell him, no, don't kill him. Then she runs away. And then he goes, I'm going to vote for Trump. Ugh. Vote it's lodged it's in 1989. 30 years. Ugh. 30 years of making America great again, Jess. No? He... Is this the great they want to go back to? The Nazi great, yeah. <laughs> And then he used his janitor magic to appear out of a separate door. No, 
He knows the schools in and out. Yeah, janitor magic, like knowing the passageways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, now what's this? Now just just for context, during this scene, um, the American national anthem plays on electric wailing guitar. Oh my god! <laughs> this is the best death in the movie, by the way. What you can't let someone. What's this? Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah! All oh, no. the flags going. What do you think's gonna happen? What do you think's gonna happen, Jess? He's gonna get stabbed in the back with the flag, American flag. Isn't back? It? Oh no! <laughs> I love how it's clearly like behind him, and they're like perspective. No. Uh oh. Oh, he's still alive. Oh. Take that! Take that, Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine Nine. That would teach you to be a teacher who says fuck you to a student. And that's how you deal with bad teachers. You murder them all. Or, as is going to happen to the maths teacher, something else. Oh my god, mice. This is the worst. And then this is a scene, so it's like, okay, okay, so the bodies must be suspended on something, yeah? Look, because they're not touching the floor. They're like, oh, all right, they're suspended. But then she pushes them over, and there's nothing holding them. Yeah, I think that's saw one of their legs moved. Yeah, and then their legs, that's what I said, like, what did their feet move? They look shocked, though. They look yeah. shocked. Like, they, like... Well, they, were, they were screaming while being... One crazy. of them's like, oh, I wasn't supposed to stand. Mm. Now, she thinks it's him now. Okay. And so she's running away. She's like, my friends are dead because Brad Pitt murdered them all. <laughs> you know, I, I love the 80s fashion of girls where they wear like Who's gonna the, be around the, corner? the big top but like the short shorts and there's always like a pastelly white and and they got like the jumper tied around it's actually good costuming like it's not too over the top no it isn't it's like it's oh. very like good like one of the reviews i think i have said the wardrobe fashion was terrible and the haircuts and i think it's like because it's, it's nearing it's kind of realistic when this was filmed it was during the mid 80s but i think it's actually kind of like that good period of the 80s where the fashion style doesn't make you go oh this is so 80s that it's kind of annoying it's like yeah. you could tell me that this was from the 90s and i'd believe you if i looked at it from just a visual standpoint but the film itself is a very 80s type of film yeah do we like i i made the jokes at the start or the statement that i love the 80s do we like the 80s <laughs> It's got a really cool, like, look to it. Like, uh, it's not my favourite GTA game, but Vice City is often <laughs> considered one of them. No, best. the 80s is my least favourite GTA <laughs> game. Well, no, but... but we we didn't have it's... to live through them, so we can, like, pick and choose little elements we kind of like from the 80s. No, and either. also, we only really get to experience it through, if not, like, footage that someone happened to be recording yeah. on a camera. Pop culture! Pop culture, like... Representations yeah. rather than actual footage. So, in a way, I guess it's this whole idea of like, oh, the glorifying a certain older decade. Yeah, the the oldest, de- you know, like we can't. But you know what decade never 20s. got that? The seventies. People of the glory of the the fifties and sixties skip nineteen seventies. Only that seventies show does it. Well, the seventies is all about like disco and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but no, yeah, but no one does it as much as like you never like. What I'm saying is, in the pop culture zeitgeist, sixties and eighties, incorporating yeah. and fifties, because people have that fifties yeah, yeah, yeah. ideal and whatever. But the seventies just gets skipped over. Like that's when punk happened. That's when David Bowie glam happened. Well, they went to the seventies and gold member. Yes, they did. Yeah. Well, you got me there. If, if Austin <laughs> Powers covered it. Now, they got the math problem here, Jess. What happens is you have to choose a door 
and whatever door you choose, there's one that will kill you and one that will live. And, and the maths teach us to do this maths equation to figure out what the answer we, is. We should just he's also gonna die, right? We should also he's esta- a maths teacher, of course. We should also get it establish right. one other thing that we forgot to mention is a running thing with this maths teacher is that he keeps asking the oh two trains are coming those kind of maths questions like what, what, what time do they pass each other those kind of questions this one's what time do they collide and he's like oh give me time yeah and he was really arrogant about whenever Brad Pitt would get the answer wrong but now here he's under pressure and stressed mm. and he's like I'm not ready I like the fact that he's trying to figure it out and she just keeps screaming and pushing him and interrupting and he's like just shut up! I need to think for one second, and she doesn't do it. She just keeps look. She keeps and is like, "Give me fucking a second here!" And she's like, "No, I'm gonna keep interrupting you yeah. because I'm annoying." And it's understandable that he's getting annoyed, but also we're not really led to like this character, so it's this kind of weird thing. Right, well, he's got a bow time. I like him. Yeah, well, I mean, we like him because, yeah, he's entertaining to watch, but as in terms of, like, likable characters, you kind he's of... He's an asshole. To, you're meant to think of him as an asshole. He's angry, but he's either, not... either it's what I just said, that that's the case, or it's another deconstruction. Of... Or, literally, we know the character's written to be nice, but the actor was just really angry <laughs> the day that they filmed him. And he thinks the answer is door one. It's the answer is door one, Jess, because, you know, obviously... The trains collide at one o'clock, and and look at this. If he's wrong, he'll be dead. If he's wrong, he'll well, die. He's going through the door through first. If he goes through first, then he dies. And and look at this. Look, it's okay. He got it. You know, he 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 nailed it. Oh my god! It's a psycho kid. Oh, it is. So the who's kid. the killer? It's a psycho kid. Wait, Jess. it's a psycho kid after all. Yeah. Yep. The entire movie is saying it's the psycho kid, and then it it makes you think for a second that it could be Brad Pitt, and then no, it's psycho kid. It's psycho. And then he's crazy. You want to know his motivation? People said I was a killer, so I became a killer. Oh my god, men are idiots. Hashtag men are idiots, but also he said this lead chick was an idiot, so women are idiots too. Oh, see, she should have fucking stabbed him when he came into her bathroom half naked. The movie would have literally ended right then and there. You're being Captain Hindsight now. I thought you were going to say Captain Hyman, and I'm like, she is a girl. five minutes ago she should have murdered him. Well, Jess, I'm sorry that she wasn't you. I would have murdered him. You would not. I would have hurt him. The high school you wouldn't have been in this story. From what you describe, you're not even good enough for Roddy McDowell to look at your ass. Apparently, I bet you don't even pray for. And that guy is in Planet of the Apes. I would have hidden in the library and stayed in the library. Do do you have a habit of praying in front of bathtubs? She was very Christian when she was younger. Yeah. No, we prayed in at the dinner table at church. And And at bed. At bed, yeah. I was gonna say, if you're not doing it at the bed, then you're getting something wrong. It's, it, it took ages to get out of it, though, because it became such a habit, and I felt guilty every time I didn't do it. I'm like, I know I don't believe in this, but... <laughs> when um, I was living... Jess and I used to live together, you know, and when we were living together, it was like the slow revelations of how... No, we loved each other. Oh, fuck off. We were married. Jess oh. and I, when we were married, I became a very slow revelation. Your, your girlfriend <laughs> listens to this, so... <laughs> she knows. <laughs> Should we open the door and say, hey, they're exes? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, I was actually having enough with Rachel the whole time. I was watching, Sorry. so of course I knew. <laughs> Nothing says holy matrimony oh. like three ways. 
So, um, you know, because Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like, that's three. That's a trinity. That's a trinity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we called our three ways. The trinity oh, time. God. So, so Jess and I were Jess married. And when I was married to Jess, I slowly found out each day that she was more and more a secret undercover Christian. And I was like... Why have you not just mentioned Rehabilitating Christian. Yeah, but every now and then you would come at us with, like, super hardcore Christian things. They were like, what? And and then you would get embarrassed and be like, ignore what I just said. And giggle and then walk away. And we're like, I don't know. One time we were just listening to music. This is true. One time we were just all... Hold on, Jess. We were all listening to music and Jess is like, oh, oh, I know this doesn't match the tone. And the answer is yes, it didn't match the tone. It's like, I know it doesn't match the tone, but could we play this? And she just played one of her favorite, like, hymns. I don't. Are you sure that gave me mixed up? No, that was you. No, no, that was you. You were like, oh, I really love this hymn. I don't. And I'm like, have oh any, my god. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like you're. No, no, that was you. Up. 100% true. I don't have anything Bartek, like that, though. Open the door and get my girlfriend, Rachel, yeah, to yeah, verify honestly, this. Honestly, God, I don't have anything. Rachel, could you come back another time? We, we, we need my now wife to confirm the alleged story that t- took Hymns place. This is something from like Christian. Ra- Ra- hold on. Like yes. Catholic, not Christian. Whatever. Uh, Rachel. Yes. At one point during our time living with Jessica Truen, did she not interrupt us listening to music so she could play one of her favorite hymns? No. What was, was it? No, it was no, a church song. It was like, let's... Yeah, you started to play your favourite Hillsong hymns on your phone. Yep. We were having a we were having a conversation about the fact that you were being dragged to a church service by a friend. Oh, yeah, and I was trying. And we were listening, and, and Mark and I, our previous housemates, were just listening to music. You guys were talking no. about that, and it was like, hey, guys, no, I want to play no, one of my favourite no, 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 hymns. No, 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 but you were ragging on the church, and I was like, it's not as bad as what you kind of think. Yeah. And then you played the worst hymn ever. It's not a hymn. It's like, I was trying, you were like... What are they called? You didn't understand. What are they, what's Hill song? Songs? They're songs, they're called music. Yeah, hymns are songs. They're not hymns. There's a difference. Yeah. All right. Thanks, yes. Rachel. Thank you, Rachel, for proving my point. It's a difference that just makes I like how Bartek and I just look at each other like... Well, I know that there is a difference, but I can't remember exactly what it is. One of them's less churchy than the other? Like the, the, the kind of like hymns, formed differently. Yeah, like. hymns have a different song structure. Oh, that's it. God, what's a hymn? It's when I sing to you. Oh, thanks, God. So, verified, just loves hymns. That's all I was trying to say. No. No, well, it could be that she loves songs. She loves songs. And you love songs, right? Uh, because about... you were doing this, like, how you're kind of doing now, how you ragging <laughs> on the church. And then I was like, no, it's not as bad. You My think. ragging of the church was... You're a member of the church? Yes, no. I am. Can we listen to him now? <laughs> I wasn't. I was... Because I didn't listen to that music. Remember five minutes ago when she denied that this event ever took place? No, because... Like, I don't listen to that music. Like, I don't have it, like, ready. I'm just No, no, you. no. We had to go to YouTube. Yeah, because I don't And get it, because you're like, this is one of my faves. Oh, on YouTube. Yes, you made I it sound like she had it all, like, yeah, saved on her see, phone. Yeah, see, I don't actually have it. It doesn't matter. Phone. When you have a smartphone, you can say that they own anything on there because you can just get anything like, like that. It's as, you can get it as quickly as if you no. opened up your program You're to play I know, no, it's, it's, just, it's just implications, yeah. yeah. Sorry. They're not hymns. They're I, songs. I, I, I accept right, don't worry your about apology. It. Thank you. 
This is a really dangerous fight scene. And also, I just want to point this out... The climax. This is what I want to point out. Um, He's wearing bowling shoes, the psycho. Uh, he's I mean, wearing... Like the whole movie, he's been wearing bowling shoes and rides a bike with the tass- tassels. I think I kind of like it more than now that I know he's the crazy person the whole time because I think it's funny that this psycho was riding around on a bike, on a bike with tassels wearing bowling shoes looking yeah. like Frankenstein. I think oh, this is kind of funny. He's not just weird. He's, like, insane. Well, he is insane... Because like he's not just a weirdo, he's just he's fully insane. That's kind of in the weird. membrane, got no brain. I mean, I don't know if he's actually insane. Maybe he's just a killer. Doesn't he's actually insane. insane. He's he's insane. Doesn't I mean if he's a killer, doesn't I mean he's insane. Um. Well, oh, we didn't mention what he. If we had subtitles, yeah, this is this is tricky. He had this whole thing of like how, um, you know, I didn't want to kill my father. I just wanted to hurt him. Oh yeah. You know, just Maybe here's he's why he's after Brad Pitt. Because he likes the girl? And no, no, the girl brought this up, brings this up. Who taught Brad him Pitt. how to cut brake lines because his dad's brakes got cut and he died? Who taught this six-year-old how to cut brake lines? Is Brad Pitt and it was Brad Pitt. It was Brad Pitt taught him how to cut brake lines. <laughs> and he blames Brad Pitt partially, but he never... When questioned, oh, this said... Oh, not doing anything. Well, oh. she can't. The guy's got clamps around his neck. Fucking throw something at his head. No. Can't. Oh, she's... Clamp around the neck. But so just, just... Stupid. See, Psycho oh. Kid? He was a true friend. When they asked, who taught you how to cut brake lines? He said, friends don't rat out on each other. And that's why he's really upset that Brad Pitt didn't remain his friend after all these years, you know? He didn't even rat out on him. You know? Have you got a friendship like that? You know, like, if you... If someone that you know as a friend He's took gonna... advice from you and they murdered, accidentally killed someone with that advice, would they be like, oh, I'm not going to tell because friends. Do you have well, a friend like that? You're not at fault because he... But do you have a friend like that? No, I just feel like, well, bitch, you're in mental hospital, so you're crazy, so I'm just going to deny No, you know what I'm saying, right? Do you know what I'm asking? I'm saying, do you have a friend that's, like, so bonded with you that if they murdered... If you murdered someone or they murdered someone, they would be like... Well, you stole my phone just before, and my sister was immediately like, do you want me to call the cops? I said friend, not sister. She's my friend. No, because relatives are obviously going to take your side on things yeah, more no. so. My parents would be like, bitch, yeah, yeah. you're in, in prison. In normal circumstances, family stick together more so than necessarily a friend. That's why I'm saying like this is kind of cool. Like like he has such a bond with his 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 friend that he thinks. Like all I'm trying to ask is, do you have a friend that's not a sister that would cover for a murder for you? Yeah. Did you have any friends like that? Yes, Bartek. <laughs> would you, though? If I murdered Jess right now, he would cover for me. You'd would say you? they were hims. Well, there's evidence, Ryan, so they'd find out I'm a liar quickly. What do you mean? I'm not going to do it right on the podcast. Like, the podcast <laughs> would end with thud thuds of the microphone of that being hit what into would, a skull. What would, be your, what would be your motivation to murder Ryan? Oh, I don't know. I don't really. What you need a good motivation, whether you decide to defend him or not. (laughs) It's about it's about how no, it's about how badly. I'll I'll give you it. We have a guest that didn't watch the movie. That's how bad. And I also killed his childhood pet. No, he doesn't care about that. He he cares about how you affect him in the process too. You need like a moral reasoning to support. Like I have more reasons. It's not just enough that all oh, your friends. You like you need to have a good reason for to murder. Then I'll. Brian, it, basically, if you're guilty, you're guilty, man. 
I'm not guilty. Oh. She provokes me. If you're not guilty, then you're not guilty. But if you're guilty, you're guilty. That's how law, the law works. Case closed. No gray areas. No manslaughter. Didn't I tell you that I'm a I'm a judge? I thought you guonna say, did I tell you I'm a Jehovah's Witness? And I'm like, do tell, Bartek. Everyone's kind of revealing their secret Christians to me. Yeah, but I'm a judge, not a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, this is the best line. Yeah. Looks like someone's in survival class. He's witnessed to a guy just die. Before, he tried to stop the psycho kid. Now he's watching the psycho kid get killed, and he's, like, making all these jokes about, like, hey, look, he's looking at her ass. Oh, my God, he's probably watching them the whole time and not caring. Yeah, he reads from them, like, they got this covered. I'm a Nazi. He believes in them. He's supporting them with his heart. But, Jess, I hear you asking, what about the dad? What's happening yeah, with him? I'm you sure know? we'll find out. What's happening? Is he still alive? We've been. It's been a while since we've seen him crawling through the dirt. I hope he's okay. You know, he's got to be the principal and Sabrina, the teenage witch. You know, I hope he's fine. I mean, if he dies in this movie, it doesn't mean he dies in the other movie. But no. You don't know how no, it's method. Method okay. acting. Okay. He is actually going to It's die. called a snuff film. <laughs> it's where they kill the act. You know that, right? You know those are films, yeah? Jess? He's not actually. You know, you know those are actual films, you, you yeah. No, he's not gonna die. Do Do you know that? He's not gonna die. I've seen the movie, so he's you don't know. Gonna... Here he is. Um, just you know, you know. Oh, 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 oh! Right. So you're saying people haven't died in making films? Tell that to Bruce Lee's son. On purpose. Well, what do you mean? Like they actually killed themselves for the. Well, he didn't kill himself. He got killed. Yeah, but he didn't willingly do it for the sake of the movie. No, he. Oh, we I mean, don't then know. That becomes like a no one knows who put that bullet in the gun. Well, That's a fact. Wasn't it? I mean, it was the props guy, wasn't, wasn't it? Wasn't it that they didn't know that blanks could be lethal? <laughs> nah, no, 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 no. At like, that time, it was like a proper, like, yeah. No, they had their proper things to do it, but the props guy for the crow put, like, a live, like, projectile okay. into it accidentally. Poor Brandon. He dead. But you know who isn't dead? The dad, because he lives in this movie, Jess. Because, you know, he's a method actor and his character had to stay alive, so he's fine. Or is he, Jess? He's on top right there. He could fall and it could be like, you know, in The Simpsons where Homer falls down the cliff and just keeps going. It'd be kind of funny. Well, Homer lived. I mean, probably not for her. It's her dad. Oh, look, he did fall. <laughs> but, right. uh Could I just... No. Could I just, you know, demonise you for a bit? Like, Demon shun me. you, shun you. How could you give the spoiler that Homer lives in the single-digit season? <laughs> yeah. Now people aren't going to want to watch into, like, season 26 because they'll know no, Homer's still No, when there. in season 27 when Homer wakes up in hell and he actually died in that episode. No, when, when Marge wakes up and she's like, oh, when Homer died and it's all been, like, the end of Roseanne. Uh, that's how Roseanne ends. Ah. It's like, wait, Jess... The movie literally now you're really spoiling it. Just the movie literally ends with them saying, "Dad, we killed the kid because he's a psycho." And he's like, "I know, he tried to kill me." And then he goes, "Wait a moment. Are you cutting class?" And then she smiles. And then the music stops. Oh movie freezes. Freezes. Credits roll <laughs> and 80s music plays. Oh you know what's great is no one really cut class. No, they weren't actually cutting yeah. class because the school, uh, fun fact, the school was uh, a day off because there was the memorial for the dead teacher that no, yeah, got the vice, squished. The vice the, principal. Yeah, yeah, the deputy principal. So they, so they named it so they could have that line at the end. 
Well, no, it was one of his rules. Cut in class. Don't cut class. Because I didn't cut class. And it's also a pun or play on words because it's a slasher film set in the classroom setting. Think about it. Like, a lot of slasher films that are around high school is usually at camp or in their homes. Not really in the high schools themselves, which is kind of weird. It seems like a wasted opportunity. Like, think about it. Like, yeah, it's, it's a big institution. The Friday the 13th maze. movies take place in their homes, more so, or in their dreams, but not in the school grounds yeah. as much. Dream was in their homes. Heather's was in their different places. Heather's is also a comedy. You wouldn't say that's a proper slasher film. That's a comedy. I mean, Winona Ryder comes out of that movie covered in, like, smoke and ash, dripping with blood, smoking a cigarette, and they're like, where did you come from? Hell. <laughs> it's like, it's Kinda not. Right. How so, are you feeling? I feel like someone fucked me with a chainsaw. It's like, it's a comedy. She's another actress. You know what you are saying before? Had the same mannerisms. Yeah, Winona Ryder movie. has the mannerisms of kleptomania. <laughs> she just steals <laughs> things all the time. Hey, guys. Remember the snake earlier in the film? Yeah. Remember how, you know, we thought, oh, our our, our psycho kid is going to find the dad, but no, he found a snake. Yeah. Maybe he knew the dad was there. Maybe that maybe this is now a retrospective hint or foreshadowing that he was the bad guy all along. Oh my god, the film really foreshadowed all of this by telling us that he came from a mental institution for killing his own dad. I mean, and and that her dad, the DA, was the one that prosecuted him. <laughs> I think I'm kind of disappointed that it was him the whole time because it's not a... No, think a about ta- it. It takes away the twist. They think they're being... No, no, think about it. Think about it. The twist is that you think the film is going to make a twist. Because think about it. You're walking in thinking, oh, it's the kid that came from a mental institution, right? That's mm. the easy answer. That's the easy answer. And then they think, then they let you be able to think it's going to be Brad Pitt. But then that's too obvious as well. Yeah. So then it's like, actually, no, you thought it was this person. It's actually this person, which is the whole thing about murder mysteries is you but think it's, it's going like to be this, but it's actually this. Mystery, they did it, yeah. but in this kind of fashion. But it's fashion. still telling you the end of the movie at the start of the movie, and it's like... Yeah, but that's how a good murder mystery works. Yeah, like, it, you it, don't it. think about it. A murder mystery has to be good when, when you rewatch it, you can connect the dots and it makes sense that that person was the murderer. But you want to be like, oh, I didn't even think it could be them, but you did think it could be them. Well, no, in a murder mystery, you think it's anyone. Yeah, but you, when it finally revealed, it's never like, oh my god, it was him. Could you, okay, just before we, we start I the reviews, could you name a murder mystery that had the actual murderer as a cast member? Like, for instance, you wouldn't say Seven, because in Seven, Kevin Spacey shows up to reveal that it's him. Like, in one where it's like the murderer, like in Midsummer Nights and all, all that kind of stuff, in a movie where you were genuinely surprised... That it was that person that was the murderer. Because I can't think of a movie in a very long time. Broadchurch. Have you seen that yet? Yeah. You, you meet the, the murderer in like the first episode. I was also... Um, I picked it in True Detective, the first season, who yeah. was the murderer. I actually picked it. But that's the thing. Like, I'm never... I've, I think there's really a murderer that revealed that I've ever been truly surprised one, by. One of the whole things about, uh, I guess, mysteries in general, but also murder mysteries is... Um, when all of the, all of the main, uh, players of the story have been introduced within the first act. Mm. So the, it's, it's like playing on this whole, like, oh, here are all the suspects. If all of a sudden the answer is, oh, it's not one of the suspects, you fi- you can kind of feel cheated out of yeah. it a bit. Yeah, I mean, it depends, you know, obviously some of them, it's more the mystery of discovering who, like, you know, yeah. like, for like instance, American like... Like serial, comp- like, those kind of, like, 
Criminal Minds shows, it's always yeah. the guy you find at the end of the investigation. Yeah, yeah, you know, same with like in movie seven. It's like they're trying to figure out who this mysterious well, because they, you know, see, but yeah, I I understand too. Like I would like to know, see them, and be like, oh, of course, because another another thing to consider with murder mysteries is. You know, film, it's a passive genre you watch, but with murder mysteries, you can kind of play along with them. Like, you can kind of try piecing things together yourself. Mm. So, and if you are that type of person, having, oh, it was this guy you've never seen before kind of cheats you out of it, out of the game a bit. It's like one of the best reveals in a murder mystery, and it's also, like, one of the most famous, and, and it's also kind of shocking and kind of feels like a trick, but it also works, is Murder on the Orient Express, yeah. where everybody did it. I was about it. to say, Agatha Christie does Where everybody did it. <laughs> where everybody did it. And I said, like, the new Murder on the Orient Express is coming out this year, and the marketing for it is, like... Everyone has a secret, like that kind of thing, and I'm like, it's because, like, how do you market one of the most famous reveals ever? They'll change it, maybe. No, you can't. Like, it's too iconic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like changing. Like, even the new Sherlock TV show doesn't change the elements of those stories. Yeah, but they're not. It changes the tone. Sherlock Holmes? No, like the stories aren't as well known as the ten thousand <laughs> adaptions of the Murder of the Orient. Well, I'm gonna you know how it's disagree. always showing on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, like, I don't know. I think Sherlock's mysteries are still pretty famous. Have you heard what? of the stories before you watched that show? Yes, Murder. Yeah, but it, Hound it, of the Baskervilles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what, what you're kind of talking. What you're kind of talking about here is that uh, Murder in the Orient Express is a standalone story mm. that doesn't have like prequel sequels or multiple millions of cases. Whereas yeah. I think you said that Sherlock Holmes does have multiple millions of cases, and you well, don't... yeah, well, Perot has millions of cases and, as well. And yeah, and you, even if you are familiar with them, you wouldn't necessarily know every single one. But in, yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, in the Victorian era, area where Agatha Christie and uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle is basically like. You know, Miss Marple and Sherlock Holmes would just wander into a place and a crime would also be happening at the same time. And they're like, I reckon I could solve this. That's a lot of them. Sherlock gets hired a lot more, but it's basically like Murder on the Orient Express is just Perot on a train. And he's like, people getting murdered. I like my mustache. <laughs> Bartek, let's get straight into the reviews, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Jess first. Jess, what did you think of Cutting Class? <laughs> so I imagine you loved it. You said, I'm going to go... And then you're like, just first. I'm like, oh, whoops. I'm going <laughs> to go with just first. Um, Loved it? The reveal great? No, I, I've seen better bad movies that I've enjoyed more in that kind of genre era. And I get really annoyed when the, especially when they write female characters as being stupid. But is this the best film that you have seen for the first time without sound? Yeah. Um... I'm trying to think of any others that I've seen without sound. Well, when you get drunk, your hearing gets real bad, yeah. so... Oh, well, then I've seen it, like, a lot. This is definitely not the best one, then. <laughs> <laughs> Rating? Five stars? Um, I'm going to give it one and a half stars out of five. Can I talk you up to two? Absolutely not. We're not doing this again. This Can I talk you up to three? Look, one star is for... It's unappreciated. Right hits, like, cheekbones alone. Ah, oh, she's saying it's number one, Ryan. Yeah, there you go. It's number one in her favourite films. Bartek, let's hear from you. This film is a brilliant film. I think that... (laughs) I'm trying to keep quiet. I'm just, like, going down in my chair. I'm like, okay. I'm going to listen to this. Okay. 
This film is a brilliant film. I <laughs> Try it again. All right, I'll be quiet this time. She won't. <laughs> this film is a brilliant film. I think that it completely nailed what it was trying to do. It had a murder mystery, and it was made, you know, it was made in 1989, which for people like Ryan and myself and... I, I suppose Jess as well. I, I don't know what you She's mean. not human, so... <laughs> She's not a ghoul, though, but... so a full know. robot bitch. She's corporate bitch. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore, I got fired! <laughs> for, certain, for certain young fools like ourselves, <laughs> we, we see the 1980s as a time long before us. You know, the, 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 the era where, at the very end, we had films like uh, Cutting Class, we had... Uh, we had Bill and Ted, we had Saved by the Bell, we had a lot of these late 80s things, and they, they seem like another world to us. And in a way, they seem kind of simpler. They, 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 they seem like... It kind of relates to what we were talking about with DC uh, earlier in this episode, where we were saying that, you know, there's, there's not as much camp anymore, things feel overly serious, whereas here, mm. it did kind of feel like a simpler time, and at least for me, thinking that the film was gonna, um, you know, have this whole twist of like, oh, we're just gonna mislead you about this really obvious culprit, and it's gonna be Brad Pitt. That was me saying, oh, I see where you're going with this. Yep, yep, come on, bring it at me. And then they're like, ha, we thought you'd think that, so we actually made it the first way. Take and, that. <laughs> and it kind of plays on that whole gag of like, when someone's trying to outsmart someone else... And they, they kind of go like, oh, I, I'm, I'm not going to switch the poison mug with the real one because they'll think that I did that. But wait, then they'll think that I'll think that they'll do that, so I shouldn't. But no, then they'll think yeah, it's kind of playing on that thing. But it's not going to the full ridiculous route of like a million layers. It's just it's just the just the two. They think I'll think this, so I'll do this. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a very brilliant, simple trick that they're doing. Mm. But even then, you might be saying, well, look, anyone can do a brilliant, simple trick. Doesn't mean the film's going to be good. Guess what, guys? The film's good. Simple is best sometimes. The film is a great film. It plays on, you know, kind of typical typical tropes. You know, like the, the slutty girl dies. Horny guy also dies. Got the virginal... Well, she wasn't really a damsel in distress. Um, no, she stood up for herself. Virgil she didn't hero. do anything to the last two minutes of the film. Oh, so two minutes is enough for you to and it was a good write smile. off her character for the entire movie. Yes. Wow, Jess. If I just spent two minutes with you, <laughs> oh boy, Look, let's... rides off the last few years. Look, let's ignore the misogyny and go back to the film. The film was a brilliant deconstruction, had brilliant characters, brilliant twists, such as who the killer was, and also that the pervy principal didn't get punished no, he's fine. And also, no point did they shut the school down properly. They didn't shut the school down. They mourned the vice principal's death. And no one looked in the incinerator. I think this <laughs> is a great film. You should watch it. You should love it. You shouldn't think that it is just a simple, oh, 80s film before my time. It's like the black and white of today. No. Don't. I'm pointing at the microphone because I know that's where I have to speak to talk to you. So you're the, the microphone's being the audience surrogate in this case. No. Great film. Amazing recommendation. Sensational is what this film is. 
And if I had to give it a rating, I would have to give it a sensationally, fantastically amazing. And I would gladly spit and polish it if it asked me to. Hear that, Jess? Now, my review... My review is... Hey, how are you? Good? Good? No, 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 no. Don't talk back, guys. This is this is serious. Hey, how are you? Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, I'm I'm pretty good myself. You know, I watched this great film called Cutting Class. Yeah, I actually watched it. I'm a hero. No need to congratulate me. Now stop, please stop. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Give me the key to the city. That's fine. You know, oh, all right, calm down. I don't need to be the police commissioner. It's okay. It's okay. Now, I watched this film called Cutting Class. I was looking forward to it. And it and it was looking forward to me. Because it's that guy who doesn't have a lot of friends. And he doesn't get invited to the parties a lot. And that means he doesn't make parties himself a lot. But he's that kid who has the house that's the best place to party. And I was lucky enough to be invited to this party, as was Bartek, as was Jess. And we all got to go in his hot tub. How cool is that? But not, not only that, this guy said, hey guys, we've got a mystery tonight to solve. Who's the murderer? Oh my god, there's a murderer? <laughs> yeah, yeah there is. And it's the 80s. Oh my god. You know who this guy was? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is the physical embodiment of Cutting Class. When I look at him today, I think, wow, that's the guy from Cutting Class. You know, what a legend. You know, think about it. Certain actors, you know, they they forget where they came from, what their first project was. This was one of his first, yeah, his first film. I believe it was his first starring role. Oh, yeah, one of his first leading, at least. And, and I don't think he's forgotten it, because Brad Pitt is one of those actors who's always been self-aware, in the same way George Clooney has, about the level of cheesiness that they have within them as a performer. They wink to the camera, but they're a beautiful leading man at the same time, and he's a beautiful leading man in this film. This film is a party that it itself hosts for you. If I had to give this a rating, which I do, I do have to give it a rating, I would give it, Jess, please put your phone down, out of, Jess, give me your phone. How about you fuck off? <laughs> That's not by the rating, Jess. You don't know. Okay, I'm not going to get because I don't want to know my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Jess's passcode is her birthday. <laughs> no, it's not. It's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> When's your birthday? No, so, guys. It's not. It's mine's just... May 30th. Now, Jess doesn't seem like... Jess doesn't seem convinced, but IMDb and YouTube have some comments to give and some reviews to give that may sway her over. And, and maybe you guys that are doubters. I don't like doubting Thomas's, even though he was my favourite saint. And, um, it goes... He's the one that became the first pope, right? Thomas? Was he the one that became first pope? I don't think so. Thomas died the most brutal. Yeah. Out of... Every one of them died pretty much brutally, except except for what's... Was he the one that lived? Yeah, John was the one that I think lived a long life. (laughs) Yeah, on an island by himself. (laughs) 
So, um, yeah, Tommy died, but we're here today to hear people who weren't Thomas, or maybe they were, because I have some positives and some negative reviews, and Bartek, I don't know what your comments are like, but I'm going to start with a what could be a negative one. It has no star rating from 2001. It's called It's the Pits, and then in brackets, get it, get it? This is still the title. Get it? Because Brad Pitt is in it, and it's a, oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) They gave up. They came up. <laughs> and the review goes as such. No star rating? No stars. Okay. From that golden age of cinema known as the 80s comes this fiercely average teen slasher flick that seems tailor-made to be shown on USA Up All Night. This movie looks pretty glossy and professional and therefore bland. The killings take a backseat to comedy scenes starring Martin Mull and Roddy... Uh, yeah, 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 they wrote Roddy. Just Roddy, not, 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 yeah, Roddy McDowell. Not, not, yeah, okay, they don't need to spell his name correctly. Is it's, it Ronnie? No, it, it's, uh, don't worry, we'll ha- I'll get around to it later. Okay. Roddy, Roddy. It's, it's it's they just they spelled it with a Y. They were like two Ys, so it's like Roddy McDowell, the latter of whom is pretty funny. Although McDowell often took crappy parts just for a paycheck, it's hard to imagine him getting excited over the script for Laser Blast. But he was never dull. To the film's credit, the identity of the killer is kept a pretty good secret. Till the film's amusing enough climax in the school's metal shop. One of the main suspects is played by a young Brad Pitt, but he doesn't embarrass himself like future star Matthew McConaughey did in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4. Brad is merely lifeless in his role as the hothead basketball star and reckless driver. Creepy Donovan Leech, Leech, though, is the other probable suspect, and cute, and, and cute Jill, they don't even bother with her last name, and cute Jill is the confused gal in a bland love triangle with the two. Whatever happened to Jill? She's got a nice early Winona Ryder vibe going in this, and in Popcorn, which is a great film, I think she's an okay actress trapped in mediocre movies like the Robert Eglund Phantom of the Opera. And that is all I have to say on the matter of cutting class. That's all I have to say, Jess. But I have another shorter review here, but like eight stars. This person's happy. Slash a movie with a stay in school message. Oh my god. (laughs) From 1998. This movie... Another mid-80s students in danger from Psycho Number is not bad. I I rented it just to cheer for Brad Pitt's death scene. Does he get his chance to top Deborah Winger's Terms of Endearment deathbed moment? You'll have to rent it to find out. <laughs> Somewhat funny with a great stay in school message delivered in the science lab for those of you who are serious about rent- renting it. Skeeter <laughs> gives it 7.5 out of 10. Well, This was written by Skeeter. <laughs> I like how he really liked it, and he's like, I, I wanted this to happen, find out if it does, but the answer is, it didn't. No. <laughs> what did YouTube have to give us? Bartek, I imagine it was a lovely place. The first person liked the film, and their comment is... Yes! Less than three. So Was it you, Jess? No, it's not, the, it's not the end of the comment! It's not the end of the comment! Okay. Yes! Less than three, so a heart. 
I've been wanting to see this movie again since forever. Sounds like chess. So they liked it, yeah. Yeah, I watched it in 1983. <clears throat> These movies... Uh, 89. Yeah. That's what I meant. Oh, boy. <clears throat> These movies prophesy... They have a I before the Y for some reason. All the fatalities in all schools we have seen in the past 16 years. Oh, no. I.e. high schools and colleges, etc., and reality is horror. Only what God protects is safe. When his words are out, you know who enters in, dot, dot. That's a comment. That's it. <laughs> it ends with that. I don't know what that meant. You know who enters in, dot, dot. You know who, Jeff. Maybe this moron God. wouldn't get picked on so much if he didn't ride around on a... F- <laughs> <laughs> with a bike with tassels! Maybe this moron wouldn't get picked on so much if he didn't ride around on a full-on girl's bike <laughs> with a piece of cardboard pegged in the spokes to give the authentic motorbike sound gold! Well, take. Yes. There's a seven-star review here called Just Simply Cutting Class. Ooh. It may contain spoilers, Jess. We literally went through every spoiler. The distributor they start with. This is how they start the review. Distributor. Republic Pictures. Plot. High school can be murder. Jess asks Paula. Her overprotective father disappears during a hunting trip. She is being pursued by a creepy classmate who recently graduated. From a mental institution! (laughs) Her jealous jock boyfriend who's looking for a reason to unleash his juvenile rage. The disturbed principal is after her tight student body. Any one of these people could be the killer, or is it someone totally different? Audio slash video. No complaints with the Republic home video. Extras. None. Final thoughts. This is a pretty average entry into the slasher genre. Don't spend too much money money on it, but if you see it for a low price, then I would recommend it. They put like eight dots just so that pause was there. Bartek, I only have one review after this, so give us some more of your glorious comments. So, did you find these on the... Where did you find these YouTubers? Uh, from like a full upload of the movie? Because there are eight of them. It's uh, from one of the full uploads. Not from a trailer? No, uh, the the full uploads had a lot of views, so I knew where the comments were. He knew where the comments were, Jess, and they were all from you. Go on. <clears throat> this next one is a negative, but it has a response. Oh, like, that's okay. Th- yeah. <clears throat> Brad Pitt in this movie? Worth watching just to do a cerebral review of him then up until present day. <laughs> An 80s flick with the background synthesizer amped and set for eerie vibe. The script was passable, and considering Roddy McDowell being in it too, watch it. So it's not too negative, but, you know, he's kind of being a dick, you know. He's like, oh, I'm going to watch it just to analyse blah, blah, blah. And the response is, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just shut up, Jeff. In all lowercase, no emotion, just shut up. What else, buddy? It's a good movie, but if you are looking for a horror that takes itself serious, then avoid it. <laughs> God. Then just avoid it, Jess. Avoid it like the fucking plague. I have a feeling that this will be the film Brad Pitt will be remembered most for. I'm pretty sure. 
I think. <laughs> he was sure, but now he thinks. I like when the teacher got his ass roasted at 1940. That's a timestamp. <clears throat> funny way to die. That was the Kilm guy. We, we found that funny too. I laughed. The cheerleader's vagina looked all kinds of beat up. <laughs> it was beat up, Jess. As a girl, you could confirm that, yeah? When you saw her vagina, you thought, yeah, it looks all beat up, yeah? Vaginas are very tough, I don't... It, but Jess, hers <laughs> looked all beat up. All kinds of beat up. All, all kinds, all kinds of beat up. I don't even understand what he's getting at with that one. Well, did you not see her vagina? Did it not look all kinds of beat up? It was like a, a millisecond. It was all kinds of beat up, though. So, Ryan, I've got... I'm, I'm going to tell you my last review, buddy. Oh, okay. I was just going to say... This I... is a negative review. Yep. Or positive, you know, because it's only five stars, so it could be on the fence, Jess. The six stars would be positive five stars. <clears throat> An honest review. That's the title. It's from 2017. So this year, Jess. Four. I am aware what year <laughs> Are you sure? Because you weren't aware to watch the film. <clears throat> so it starts as such. Before the shop teachers could get a hold of me, before I was in college and my parents finally had time to be at home, this was the film that taught me righty tidy lefty Lucy. Yeah, we we didn't we didn't tell Jess what that. Unfortunately, that was all. That was about all it was good for at the time. Still, at least it had an effect on someone who watched it. At least it taught an unsupervised little nine-year-old boy something that he's used the rest of his life. Yeah, other than that, it's a throwaway film. <laughs> other than the fact that this film used the phrase righty tidy lefty loosey, it's a throwaway film, just. I mean, you have a famous actor making a movie that famous actors never seem to be in, and that, on itself, is interesting and cool. But otherwise, it's a throwaway film. You watch it late at night, you watch it on a rainy Sunday afternoon, and otherwise, you forget all about it until you mention it to your friends from the 80s. That Brad was in it, and then suddenly they click on the light and are moderately shocked he'd been in a trash thriller. I can't tell you to stay away from it, because it does entertain, and I can't tell you to watch it because, well, it is kind of a junker. Not clunker. Junker. Junker. I like that. I like the bit where (laughs) one line of dialogue in the movie was they say, ah, you remember, lefty Lucy, righty tidy, one line, and that stuck with him. For years. I mean, to be fair, in the film, it was a recurring line, and it was the symbol of the... Their friendship, yeah. The killer's affection towards Brad Pitt. You remember that time you told me, righty tidy, righty tidy, lefty Lucy? Fuck yeah. That stuck with this guy. Yeah. This film's gonna stick with me now because of this guy having been stuck with it. You haven't heard of that term it's... before this movie? No one's heard well, of the, the... They made it! They made it! Didn't you know that's the origin of this phrase? <laughs> They're making bullshitting now. Google! Google the phrase, righty tighty lefty Lucy, who made it, and it'll tell you Brad Pitt in cutting class. Bartek, what did YouTube have to say? I've got two more comments left. One of them is a long comment because it's a review. Oh, they gave with a, a response. Review. Oh, how sweet. And the last one is very short, and I want that to conclude the reviews and comments. So, the review comment is... It's an okay so-so film. I'd give it five out of ten. 
Oh, I just realised in the of, they used a zero instead of an O. So, so I'd give it fight out zero f- ten. <clears throat> Not bad for Brad Pitt's first film role. The film could have been a little better, but it's okay. I like the cheesiness of it. I kind of wished Brian had a more brutal karmic death, but Paula straight up mutilating him with a few seconds flat will do. <laughs> the editing and pacing was awkward half of the time, but it had gotten better somewhat eventually, somewhat better eventually. And some of the morals I take away from this film is that, number one, the nice and quiet guys are the ones you should really watch out for. Number two, your condescending nature will not get you far in life. And number three, targeting and getting revenge on a loved one of someone who supposedly wronged you will end very badly for you. And the response is, fucking spoiler. Because he didn't mention that his review contains spoilers, Ryan. So you know, fucking spoilers. Fucking and what did the spoiler. last comment have to say to tie us up? To tie it all together? To tie us, to inject the good heroin in. I'll put on a That's heart. a female character. It's a hero. Too. Okay, Brad Pitt. I see you. It was a cool movie. I like it funny as well. Oh. There was no punctuation in all of that, so I gave, you know, it kind of made more sense. It was more like, okay, Brad Pitt, I see you. It was a cool movie. I like it funny as well. Well, guys, we've come to the dramatic final conclusion end of the show. You know, it was great to cover a 1980s film, a horror film, a slasher. One with titties and praying. Yeah, no tits and no. And prayers. No prayers. You didn't see it. She was praying in front of the bathtub. She was praying. Don't you wash your hair and pray at the same time? It's cold multitasking. I thought women were good at it. And I could tell she was a woman because she had her titties out when she did it too. So it was okay. Guys, this was a film. And as always, films are good. You know, no matter what Jess Jess says. She's a negative Nancy about the fun of unappreciated masterpieces unless they're Vampire Academy, in which she just wants more lesbianism in them. Isn't that right, Jess? That was a very gay movie, and you've been... <laughs> <laughs> this movie was pretty gay. You've been gay, I'm just saying. So, guys, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, superfluously, stupendous, wonderful listening people, as always. You guys can obviously, you know, do the, you know, the thing, you know, that people say that you should do, which is, you know, follow and like and comment on the social medias, Facebook, YouTube, all of that, iTunes, you know, whatever, you know, if you want, I'm not going to put a gun against your head. I mean, you know, I'm not the murderer here, even though I just got released from the mental institution, all right? Like, I'm not the bad guy in the room crazy. here. help me. I'm the good guy. So, Jess, as always, a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, I loved using your Snapchat. Um, can't wait to do it for the next episode can't in which for, Jess... Can't wait for the police. In which Jess doesn't <laughs> come... The, the next episode will be Jess doesn't come to the show, but she mails her phone <laughs> to the show so I can use her Snapchat. Huh? Keep dreaming, boys. Thank you for having me. Nah, you're, you're not welcome. So... I leave now, that's it. <laughs> that's Bye. it. Well, guys, as always, remember to be kind to each other. <laughs> Without your phone. Hey, listening people. <laughs> Let's all say goodbye to Jess. Bye, Jess. We hope you come back again someday. Why aren't you saying anything? She's I'm not- leaving. I'm funny.
Goodbye. That was loud. <laughs> well, Bartek, it's just me and you now. Well, actually, Ryan, I have a confession to make. Bye, Ryan. Farewell. I'm leaving, but I won't slam the door. Oh, I'll close for a gym. Bye, Bartek. Well, I guess it's my turn to say bye now. Bye, farewell, Avita, and good night. Bye, Ryan. <laughs>